Squid Comics podcast, episode 19, season 2. Only 19? Of season 2. It feels forever. I know, it feels like, well, what is this, like, third year at this point? (laughs) It's almost (laughs) the end of the year, so we're going to have to, like, the 26. We should But we missed a few, so we won't get to 26. You sure? Yes. (laughs) Pretty sure. Yeah, because there's probably only really, at this point, maybe five left. This chocolate peanut butter porter beer smells like chocolate peanut butter. It porter. smells really good. It smells really good, and then you drink it, and you're like, mm, it doesn't uh, taste like that, it's though. It's just like, uh... <laughs> really? I didn't I know it was that bad, but it's, it's all right. It, I'm not it, a beer it's, guy, it's a really. porter, so it's got that darker type of It is fairly flavor, dark. But I, so I still like it. It's just not what you think it should be. I think you hit the nail on the head, the fact that this, it smells it smells exactly like a different Reese's peanut butter cup. Huh. All right, I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm drinking. And Scott uh, is drinking. <laughs> so he's Scott. His mouth is full of beer. Full of beer. Full of yep. beer. And so every couple weeks we get together and we talk about comic books mostly. We do also do some TV, movies. If there was such a thing as movies, there really isn't movies anymore. I they don't actually watch quite a few. The movie so. industry is dead. It's dead. I think it's completely it's dead. Never Put a fork in it. It's I never think coming it back. Is I think it's going to go all the streaming world, isn't it? I think so, because Regal shut down again. Yeah, and AMC has the money. AMC is not Keeps having. Claiming they're that's going to right. Be they think that they're going to, yeah, not have enough money to make it through the year. So. Hmm. And Dune got delayed till next year. Yeah. So never apparently, because there will be no next year. Well. If I don't know, it, yeah, here's year. part of the problem. Some of us part of the problem. The movie Some theaters of us will survive. You got your bunker ready? No. Well, the the movie theaters right now can't survive because there's no new movies. Yeah, to, we laughed to do this. Correct. We laughed at all the doomsday people. I'm blaming Cuomo because you wouldn't open the theaters in New York. Oh really? Yeah, they probably aren't in California though either, are they? No, some are open in California. Oh, okay, because because Disneyland's not open. Well, I yeah. Think yet. But Disney World is. But that, of course, Correct. that's Florida. That's with Florida. All those I think LA let some of, or Florida California let some that's of right. the open up. Well, anyway, what were you going to say and... part of the problem was? Well, there's no movies for... Is the... that all the problem? I, uh, no, that's not all the problem. Part is of the that... problem is the virus in general type thing. Yeah, it's but... It's still keeping people away from... But if there's nothing to see, like, we went to go rent movies, like... And I mean, we picked it clean. There's like nothing left that we haven't seen that we even want to see that's left to rent. Huh. I mean, we're like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Really? Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of doing that somewhat now too, but I don't know. As far as new stuff. I have not. Renting of Hollywood movies. I mean, there's stuff on Netflix and there's streaming and there's yeah. shows. There's so, plenty of stuff to watch. I have not There's just not my, films. my coronavirus 2020 year time very well, apparently. Why is that? I don't know. There's tons of movies that I haven't seen yet. That, that I you want to see? Sort of. I haven't seen Jojo. You must not want to see it I very bad. It. You haven't seen Jojo Rabbit? I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. Oh, that's pretty good. I like that one. That's a good one. There's like a couple more that I So, I watched Bloodshot. Oh, how was that? Was see, it bad? Bloodshot. It was bad. Yes. That bad? It's, was uh, it worse than Gemini Man or better than Gemini Man? Well, based off of how you thought of Gemini Man. Which was but, horrible. Okay. According to you. Because we'll what? just do the opposite. I, yeah. I actually kind of like Gemini. Man. I know. I thought so what okay. do you think of Bloodshot? So, what you think so of that's Bloodshot? the problem. Okay, so here's so Bloodshot going in. What do you expect? You expect it to be just a dumb action flick, right? Yeah, a lot of slow mo and kind of like, exactly, and that's what it know, is. Yeah. But here's the nice thing about it. Oh, there's something nice. Yes, 
much like you mentioned on Joker or something like that when you talked about it a couple of weeks ago, you know, maybe a little misdirection, Bloodshot yeah. does that too. But don't they okay. give it away in the trailer? Uh, perhaps, but I never watched the trailer, so maybe I don't that's know. why. I've seen the trailer either. Yeah, so. yeah, they I... spoil in the trailer. Did they? Because the big twist is that. Nah, no. uh, you're not gonna see it, right? He might. Maybe. Where'd you watch it? Uh, I watched it off of a. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> I'm not gonna get it. Dude, they need all the money they can get, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, it's not time to be cheap. No. No, they gave the big twist away in the thing. That Did they really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. bad. See, that, that's the only reason I found it somewhat enjoyable. Yeah, because they keep that away not in the, that, the trailer. Not that there the, the, And why would you give that away in the trailer? That's like I a big twist. That, that is a big twist. How long does it take the movie to give it away? Um, Probably about halfway. Yeah, so that high. would be perfect. So, But if you show it in the trailer, you're just expecting it. Right. I mean, it was. you could tell that there's something that wasn't quite and right. And how am I spoiling it if it's in the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer. I never saw the trailer either. But I, I think I thought it was going to be some, so bad of a movie that I don't. I think I just didn't pay attention to it. And that's why when I watched the movie and going through it and going, oh, well, that's kind of nice. They set that up pretty well and they, they flowed it well. Where, yeah, you, you know, just seeing. Every, every, they sold it, I guess, if you hadn't seen the trailer. They did a good job of selling that twist, you know, hmm. when it came up for which is doesn't always happen in some of those. And cool. And so it's it did okay, you know. Yeah, the but, trailer makes still, it look like like what that twist happens like twenty times in the movie. It makes it like it just keeps repeating or whatever. Oh, good grief! No. But is that not how it is? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, uh, it's it's one of those type of things in which um, it's like a reboot, right? In a way, okay. yeah. And and That's so the then, twist you're talking so then about. once yeah, so once it happens. Then they say, oh, well, you know, it's almost like the Matrix. Well, we've blown up Zion seven times now, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever, you know. Yeah. It, you know Is it that they reboot him, that he keeps coming back as somebody different? No, he comes back as the same person, but his mission is, is similar, but yet different every mm -hmm. time. But, but he, he doesn't but know But he that. doesn't know that. Right, they did it in so, the comic books. Yeah, it's based on the comic. Yeah. Have you read the comic? I have read a lot of Bloodshot comics, but I didn't know if it was yeah. the old so like, school So like they sent him on a bloodshot. mission to kill this guy because they say this guy like killed his wife or something. Yeah. So they sent him on the mission, so he goes and like kills a dude. Then they reboot him, and then they send him after another guy and said, oh, no, this guy killed your wife. Yeah. And so they keep like sending him on, like manipulating him and sending him on these missions. Yeah, but so. I don't know because I didn't read like the original, original, like oh, 90s the Bloodshot. Yeah, I haven't read that. Well, but, actually, I did read it. I just don't remember it all. But yeah, that's, I think I that's one of the things in the newer, like yeah. the reboot of Valiant. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember that, like from all right. those. Well, and that's, they even say more that, you know, they credit Valiant, you know, in in the end credits, you know, and things of that nature. Right. So I would assume it's more based off the Valiant. Did Ninjak make it's his first Valiant. appearance in Bloodshot? It was all Valiant. Oh, even before? It wasn't yeah, an image it was or anything? Okay. Well, no, it's okay. always Valiant. Okay, they okay. just went away for Is that what it was? Years. Okay. Yeah, they rebooted Valiant, but Valiant was the big company back in the 90s. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I remember there being Bloodshot comics, but I can't... I so it's not going to start a Valiant Cinematic Universe, Scott? I doubt that because <laughs> that's what they were saying they're like we're gonna make a harbinger movie and a bloodshot movie and they're gonna add all this like cinematic universe thing they're gonna be the next marvel with the valiant universe. they could certainly try but i i don't you're not buying it i'm not buying into it yeah yeah okay i don't know i mean it, the problem is is like i said it, it's pure action fluff you know for most yeah. things and it it ha because of that twist it's the only kind of 
redeeming thing that kind is of sets it, it above a is little. it a fun action so, movie like it's actually yeah, good yeah yeah, well yeah the action's good and well done but i mean to your point there's a lot of the slow-mo and a lot of the things in which they take their time to go Ooh, look how we can manipulate computer graphics you know this mm-hmm. type of stuff so but there it, it, overall it's good action cool i saw a great movie hmm. oh i see another good movie too go for it pulp fiction oh that you said the drive-in no, watched it in my house. Oh, that's cool. I've watched that fairly recently. I haven't seen that movie in I don't know how long. I watched it like a year ago. Maybe. That movie is so effing good. Right? The it music is. is so good. The whole yes. movie is just, I was just like, this is like one it of It holds my, up. It's this is like excellent. my favorite movie of all time. Ever. What Pretty much. Time. So good. Just I had a big smile on my face the whole time. I yeah, it's a pretty good movie, movie, man. Yeah, it's so great. It's pretty solid. I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> what do you mean you shot Marvin? I don't know. He must have hit a bump or something. My ass didn't hit a bump. Yeah. God damn. God, that movie is so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect oh, is good. It is very good. God, so but good. as I learned at work, you know. Engineering office environment, you can't quote Pope Fiction out loud <laughs> in an office environment where you Some might get HR called. I even thought, because I was just sitting in my living room and I was like, <laughs> I was like, did the did the Quentin Tarantino, well, did you see the sign on my on my lawn that said dead? <laughs> Something storage? Yeah. Dead inward storage? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I did that in my living room. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, maybe I should, but, but then what, the Hateful Eight, was that the, or no, Django? Django, and Django, Django. Was probably. it Django where they dropped the N word like thousand times? I think every Tarantino yeah, movie says the <laughs> probably so. But Django, Which was, Django was a lot. I'm is sure Django the one where we went well, to the theater? Well, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's like he's yeah. a racist like plantation yeah. owner, and he's right. like spewing the word like every other word. Well, so does Don Johnson though. Yeah, him yeah, too. Yeah, so I mean, too. so all the yeah. <laughs> we went, Django. When we went to the see it in the theater, they had the sign there that said, "If you're offended by." The N-word. The N-word, then you probably shouldn't come see this movie. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. I do remember that vaguely. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, that, that... God, that movie's good. It is a good just movie. Just the... I don't know, man. Just the... Uh, every... All of it. Uh, I really liked the... The... Uh, this time, I really liked the scene with... Um, well, the whole... Um, Mia... Mia Wallace. Wallace, yeah, that where whole they go to the diner, to the diner and, and the house and the diner yeah. and all that stuff. I don't know. It was just that. I mean, it starts out like kind of slow, but by the end, where she's like holding the needle and there's all that tension. I mean, it's just well, yeah, it's amazing, I, right? But yeah. I don't even and and even the, you know, is it that. is it Rosanna Arquette or Patricia Arquette? You have to oh yeah, one of the Arquettes. Yeah, I think it's Rosanna. And she's in the background, just like with that big freaking yeah, exactly. smile on her face, just like waiting yeah. for that thing. To go. It's pretty great. It's like when I bring when I bring a dead OD to your house, <laughs> I'll give her the shot. Yeah. <laughs> You're giving her the shot. And one of the funniest. So I just stab her like this. Yeah. No, you do not. Just you don't, one time. So, so I stab her three, three times. times. Yeah. No, you don't stab her three, three times. Because you gotta, you gotta press like, you gotta. You gotta, you gotta get, hard get, enough to press. There's a press button there. Yeah. 
But uh, three times uh, that friggin' line when he's sitting there and he goes, and then what happens? He's like, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see myself. <laughs> like, I ain't fucking around with you, man. He's like, I'm serious. I don't know. It's supposed to come right out of it instantly. He's <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm kind of curious myself. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Christopher Walken. Oh, that. See, that's what set it off. We were. Well, that's what set it off for me because. Uh, Silas was running around the house or something, and I, I called him. I called him little man. I go, hey, little man, and I was like, this uncomfortable hunk of metal. <laughs> and I go, we gotta watch Pulp Fiction. So, she yeah. watched it with your ten-year-old or grandson. <laughs> Dysen, then he dysentery. died. He died yeah. dysentery. <laughs> so, so I kept this uncomfortable hunk of my metal up my ass for two years, and now I give it to you. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Uh, oh as he God. grabs it. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. So good. That yes, it is. So good. Yes, it is. I want to go back and watch Reservoir Dogs and see I if just it's as good. Is it still pretty decent? I mean, that one was okay. It was really cool it's when okay. it came out. I don't think it's that great. Because you can tell how... When watching it now, you see like all the limitations of like the budget. I mean, it's Oh, like, yeah. I mean, it's just... And he's that was like his like audition tape kind of thing. So like right. he, he's taken that movie and take and done it so much better since then. Yeah. So I mean it's okay. It still has some definitely good parts, but yeah, you know it's it's funny. Um, I was listening. I've been listening to the Rob Servation podcast, Rob Liefeld's podcast. Oh yeah. Excuse me. And he did. He was doing a. He did like one episode basically about like the movies, the Marvel movies, and all that stuff. And he was saying that, like, if you go back and watch, like, the first Avengers, or, I mean, the first Iron Man movie, and then, like, the first Captain America movie, he's like, they're good movies, but you can tell that they ran out of money for, like, the special effects <laughs> for towards the end of it. Because yeah. he's like, you know, the big battle with uh, Jeff Man. Bridges and Iron Man, it's, like, all dark. Yeah. And you can't see it. And, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, with... Um, Captain America, the first Captain America, like when him and at the end the Red School are getting ready to fight, like the bridge falls apart Hard. and they're like staring at each other across. The, and he goes, but it got bet once they made their money, then they had enough money to make the whole movie as good. It's like yeah. they blew their wad in the first two acts, and then well, they didn't have any money left for what's the third. What's even more act amazing with some of that is the fact that like, you know it's all origin type stuff. Yeah, and they they do pretty. They do really well with it compared to what else we were getting at that time. Oh, yeah. But no, you can, absolutely. You could definitely tell it's a lot of them finding their footing in general. You yeah. Know, of how to tell a superhero story, you know, and things. I mean, you look at the, the... I just think I look at that movie and then you look at Captain America 2 or I guess you can't really look at Thor 2 because it was a piece of crap. But, you know, some of those, some of those sequels as they were going along, maybe because they already had you know, established their universe, it just seemed like the storytelling got even better, you know, and stuff. They got more money to spend. I don't know right. why. Yeah. You know, in general. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the first Iron Man was like, you know, a watershed moment. And I think the second phase really was Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Because oh, it seemed yeah. after that movie did so well and it was funny, then they like really embraced humor even more. That's right. like when you got like, you know, Thor Ragnarok. I don't think that movie well, would exist if you didn't have Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, first. I would agree with that. But I, some of that, maybe. It seemed like by the time they were getting to that phase, 
and maybe even a little before that. But, you know, if you look at, or, well, they did it even then. You know, the original Iron Man, you had John Favreau, who, it, it was kind of him cutting his teeth, you know, and stuff. I can't remember, uh, what is his name, who did Thor? Branagh? Uh, Branagh. And that wasn't his first rodeo, though. He had done some direction, but, I mean, he kind of did it as more of a English-type film, you know, type things. You know, and I, while it wasn't the strongest of movies either, it was solid. It was definitely better than I expected a Thor film to be, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't remember who did Captain America either. But, okay, there you go. But it was people that had some experiences there with it it seemed like as they were going on they were letting some of these guys i guess they still had experiences you know in their own independent ways but they yeah. were really allowing that these directors to come with their voices yeah so i do give that to kevin phage or whatever where he was saying yeah where he Being would have a he'd have he had a vision overall yeah. where he wanted to take these things and saying okay you've got to follow some of these plot point you know type of things but I'm letting you have rain to, you know, tell the story the way that you want to, but this is a story I want, you know, kind of type right. of thing. And I think that's where like the freedom and in, in particular Thor Ragnarok, yeah. you know, with, uh, to, Taco there you go. I always butcher that poor guy's that name. That movie is so freaking good too. But it is, but, th but there again, you know, they allowed a lot of freedom in there, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy right. as well, you know, with some. Well, and I think too, I think one of the reasons, obvious, I mean, one of the reasons I really like, Thor Ragnarok is because it, it's like Kirby come alive. You know what I mean? Sure. Like you've got that, just that, all the colors and yeah. just kind of, I don't know. I think that's part of why I really like it. I mean, obviously the the Hulk and the Thor. Well, Thor, I don't know. I mean, like his first, the first two Thor movies, like didn't seem like Thor. Like he was different, like in the Avengers movies, than he was in the Thor yeah. movies. And then in that third Ragnarok or whatever, I mean, he really kind of embraced the Thor from the Avengers. Right. And well, that's a good point. You mentioned the humor. Maybe that was actually with Joss a little bit opening that window. Yeah, I think Avengers had some. Oh of it. yeah, you know, Avengers Definitely. was a, a yeah, lot. Of, and all... I think some of that comes from. The, the writing, that, I mean, that's how yeah. Joss likes to write. Yeah, he always you know, has that kind of witty kind of humor. But Guardians of the Galaxy just seemed like it went, it went to full in, yeah. you know, with the humor. And the other thing that I thought, well, I mean, like you were saying, Kevin Feige found, he found like kind of more edgy sort of directors. But part of it's because I think he could, they were talented, but they hadn't quite had a huge hit yet. Yeah. So he could get them cheap. But they did have a voice. They were They would work cheap, but they were good. And then he... Because that's why for Ant-Man they were trying to get Edgar Wright, right, but it fell yeah. through. Because he was another one where he made good, edgy, kind of popular movies that were more like cult classics, you know right. what I mean? But he could get them cheap, but then this would be like, you know, bring that edgy kind of indie guy and give him like a little more of a budget. And, right, right. Yeah, and I mean, so like they but had, they were, like you said, they had a voice. They had that voice. They were willing to take some And of that. so, I mean, he did... Marvel did really good finding those directors, you know. But they also did good finding their actors, too. Oh, know? yeah, I know. Exactly. Watching, it's all about the I mean, casting. There's the a whole thing the... about the casting director, you know, yeah. and how they were talking about how that person in particular was so amazing to the world that they created, you know, because yeah. so much of the even tests and things that they had throughout, you know, the casting director would go, eh, I, we don't like him for this role. But, you know, the next movie that was coming up, the casting director's going through and going, oh, remember so-and-so? I think they would be really good for this one. And then they brought him back in, you know? I mean, 
uh, it really happened with Chadwick Boseman and um, Chris Pratt in particular, yeah. in which both of them had tried out for other roles on earlier movies, and they brought him back in for other roles. In later. I kind of got to disagree, though, because, I mean, as, other than Robert Downey Jr., I think pretty much any of the Marvel actors are replaceable. You think so, really? Yeah, like, I mean, I think they came into their role, and now they're iconic, you know? But... Chris Evans, I mean, he did a great job as Captain America, right? Uh, but, I mean, did. I think you could have found somebody else to do it, and they would have grown into that role, too. Because he's not a great actor. He didn't do great stuff before that. Well, he, he mean, actually, he had been on that kind of rise. He had been on a he, rise. But he it's was not like he was, like, some kind of acting powerhouse. Or he something. wasn't an acting powerhouse, but they were looking for somebody, you're right, that was young, that had the acting chops, probably. Yeah. And Chris Evans had proven that through his strange history there Correct. of different films you know but i case. think i give more credit to the writing so, and the directing and the actual actor. i think you could have found know. someone else to be that and i think if the movies were as good as they were i think that actor would have gotten the same accolades evans i don't think is, there's anything amazing about him in particular the same with the same with chris hemsworth i mean now, hemsworth is a little bit more i mean but, he's, he's definitely made thor his own and you can't imagine anybody yeah, else being thor yeah. But I think if they had found someone else with the same script and the same directing, I think that person could have been that role as it's well. It's possible. And it's we possible. would remember that person as the same, as but, just as iconic or yeah. whatever. You know what but I mean? But I watched, I watched Cabin in the Woods recently. He is yeah. great in that. He is great in that, but he's like Thor. I mean, yeah, he in a lot is of ways. the yeah. Thor character. I mean, yeah. he's But the, that's well, probably because we've seen him as Thor for so long, too. And right, see that. but... And, and even he's like in that same type of thing, and the Ghostbusters with he's the somewhat, with yeah. the chicks, I mean, <laughs> he's just like some dumb. He's a dumb Thor. Dumb yeah. Thor. I mean, maybe it's just because you think Chris Hemsworth is Thor. But no, you're right. He is fairly one-dimensional typecast or whatever. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of range. He's not like he's playing a lot of different roles or anything. I mean, most actors are. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways. I mean, a lot yeah. of ways. But. It's, you're you're right though overall, but I know you like and Chris Evans might be maybe I'm wrong on him, right? I, I yeah I maybe 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 I, I, I have a hard time we, finding other ones for that role, especially even in that era of things. Yeah, just because of the fact that they got somebody that was, I mean, he was. Um, you could put him side by side to with Captain America. Almost yeah. imagine the comics, and sure. that is him. Yeah. And you know he really did well with that role. Yeah, you know in general. So. Some of the other ones, though, I I would agree that you could probably have had some other swap outs there. But but here's the thing: they came in there and they knocked that role out. Well, yeah, exactly. No, they they did a great so, job. I'm just saying. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people could have done it. It could have been, but they were. But here again, they were willing to give that voice to some of these to yeah. try that. And if it didn't work out, they just replaced them. You know, yeah. Hulk, sure. Don Cheadle, all that type <laughs> yeah, exactly. thing. You know, whatever that goes. Yeah, but. You know, I, I look at, you know, even Chris Pratt, you know, as in as Star-Lord. He's another one I think is pretty close to maybe iconic. Like, I don't know that anybody else could have done it quite as well as him. quite as well as him. he's got but, just that But they were willing to give him a shot, you know, yeah, type of thing. Yeah, I agree. You know, as well. Another young up-and-coming actor. Because be, honestly, before that... He had done nothing. Parks and Rec was his claim. Yeah, he wasn't a movie star. That's exactly yeah. right. He was not a movie star at all. Yeah. No, and definitely. He still you know, wasn't. What's that? He <laughs> is now. He's got two franchises. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, I mean, I'm almost thinking the same thing, that the amazing job they did with Tom Holland, you know, for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, exactly. In my opinion. Where the hell they finding these people, you know, and things is just fantastic. Well, yeah, he's great in the role, but, I mean, if they got the kid from uh, 
baby driver in the Peter But here's Parker. the thing. Could, could it be? They've had so. two other shots, and it didn't work out as well as... as t- Finally, yeah, I, I think their third time, they came around. You know, don't get me wrong. Tobey Maguire, because I hadn't seen anything before that, did a good job as Spider-Man. But, I mean, overall, what Tobey Maguire was good at was a good Peter Parker, because Peter Parker was kind of clumsy and whatever the heck else, you know, uh, things. You, thought, did some, you, some you think stories. Tom Holland's better than Tobey and Andrew Parker? I do. I do. I think uh, Tom Holland is finally a, a character that, in they, that envelops the Spider-Man I remember, I you know, know, type of thing, of being a very humorous, you know, yeah. quick-witted kid. In yeah. a lot of ways, you know, type things, see, I don't and that's see the Spider-Man way I, as a I kid, feel. Because, like, he, but that comic, may have been because you read the comics. Yeah, in the comics, he was only a kid for like a couple of years, and then he was a freaking young adult. Yeah, so, and I think probably I just, so. Like the Tom Holland Spider-Man, it's like, well, that's such a snapshot in the comics. I mean, I don't really see Peter Parker as a kid. I see him more as like a twenty-five-year-old. Who did the original Spider-Man? That was Sam Raimi, right? Did yeah. he write it or did he direct it? I think, I think he directed it. I think he directed it. I think someone else wrote it. I, I was going to say, wrote. I mean, that goes back to almost the writing, I would say. Because I think, you know, Tobey Maguire... You think a little bit of that, but it's a, it's very strong between the two. You got to have an actor that can sell the writing. No, and I understand. A lot of these ones anymore, and I don't know if it was as much there because that Spider Man was what twenty years ago or something. I don't even know now. But you know, yeah. it's you know, from what I can tell with a lot of the Marvel type stuff, there is a little bit more of a free reign, you know, type yeah. thing. There, especially for some maybe particular lines here and there. I mean, Thor Ragnarok is full of them, and it could be more director based too, you know, of letting them. Just flow with it. Hey, here's generally what we want to do. Here's some lines to get you started. You know, I want to have something blah here, you know, or whatever the heck mm-hmm. else. You know. How did we get on this subject? I don't know. I thought we were talking about Pulp Fiction. We were talking yeah, about we Pulp were. Fiction. And how the hell did we get around to that? I don't know. <laughs> but, oh, it was because he's talking about Rob Liefeld, I think, or something in the oh, yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. Sure, and talked about something about the first Captain America from that and how things have gotten Oh, because I asked you about... Um, I said I want to go back and watch Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir yeah. Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. And yes. I was like, I said, okay, so now we go through there. But with that talk, I did watch uh, Once Upon a Deadpool uh, again. There, oh, the Deadpool two or whatever. Deadpool. I rewatched Deadpool and Deadpool two like a couple Multiple weeks times. ago. Well, my daughter, no, like recently, like a couple weeks ago. Okay, my oldest came over, you know, this last week, and uh, she had not seen Deadpool two, and so I was like, what? And so I like had to go find it, and the only version that I had was the Once Upon a Deadpool, you know, where it's the Princess Bride one or whatever. I didn't buy that know? one. So so I threw that in, you know, and she's like, is this Princess Bride? And then she's like watching it, you know, whatever. But yeah, she's so animated during a movie anyway, it's kind of funny. But yeah, she could not believe that the whole spoiler uh, X-Force team like dies, you know, right, right away. She's like, really? What? Ah! I think the first movie is a better movie overall than the second one. I would agree. But the second one but has the certain second parts. second one has certain that parts just that are... are... But that's the thing with the second one. The second one seems like a series of skits, almost, in yeah. a way. And some of them are better than others, you know, in that area. That whole... Yeah, I the love whole, the second one. The whole... Well, I, oh, I God, liked it because... The whole freaking, the... you know, <coughs> truck scene or whatever. <coughs> you know, oh, yeah. Force. I mean... That whole area there is just fucking hilarious. I think the problem I have with the second one is I really like Colossus and they made him kind of an idiot. Yeah, yeah I didn't like Colossus. Like, 
and mm, either one of them. And the juggernaut, the way the they <laughs> kill the juggernaut is just not. But it, it fits in with. I was gonna say it's not like respectful or sanctimonious. But that fits it's, in with and I was cool in like, general, right? I know that's what I was gonna say. But I mean, even when I saw it like the first time, I was like, "Wow, like that's over the top, crazy, or whatever." Yeah. But uh, um, the the shirt cocking it, man. That whole scene when he rubbed my legs, it hurt. <laughs> yeah. and when he's sitting there, and then they all, and then Deadpool. Like, <laughs> or I mean Cable comes in and he's like whoa he's like I can't unsee that it's yeah. like baby balls or whatever <laughs> and the whole I don't know it's just so funny the um you killed Black Tom Cassidy or he's like why did he have to be Black Tom Cassidy <laughs> and I'm just like what are you racist <laughs> so racist Cable he keeps, yeah. he keeps making Cable out to be racist yes. through the whole movie yeah. but and now it has its moments, but I think overall, like the and first Domino, one, I mean, that is a great way of introducing a character there too. I mean, Domino kind of steals a lot, of, almost every scene. That I she's don't like in. it when Vanisher. He, oh, that's true too. Yeah, <laughs> but they, they jump out of the plane, and it's just a. It's just a <laughs> I know. Just they just a like throw the parachute up the <laughs> back, and it's just floating in the sky. That's what I said. There's that part in there that's pretty good, but. Overall, it was pretty funny. It was really funny watching my daughter, you know, because I knew yeah. what was coming. She's like, what? You know, and like I said, she's pretty animated. And I think she overall enjoyed it. And then I watched <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, oh my God. It. Oh, that was an awful film. And Bloodshot, I think, was better than that. Mean, but I don't know. My son actually watched Sonic, and so did my daughter as well. And they both seemed to find it amusing. But, oh, <laughs> God. You mean even Carey after they changed it, yeah, it yeah. still didn't work. I don't know. Well, the big thing that they changed was supposedly was the look animation, of Sonic. the look yeah, of Sonic, the look of yeah. and Sonic looks good. I mean, I don't know. It just well, it's a kid's movie. Did yeah, that movie it really come was. out? Did that really movie come out pre-pandemic? Yeah, it did. It did but pretty barely, well. like yeah, it did really well. Like but it was February. like February, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it did really well when it came out and stuff, and people. I don't know. I mean, it's okay, I suppose, if you like that. You know, people should go back and watch the Super Mario movies. No, oh, God. and then we can watch the Sonic movie. Compare and contrast. There you go. I'm pretty sure Sonic blows Super Mario Brothers out of the water just because of graphics. And then the last so movie I watched was uh, The Devil All the Time. So that was like the. I watched that yet. series. So it's Tom Holland. You it is Tom Holland. Like yes, yes, and it's. Uh, I don't even know what that is. It okay? So oh, it's Netflix. a mo Netflix movie. It's a dark type of thing. It takes place around the 50s, I think, or something like that, 1950s. Um, but it, it's kind of, it reminds me of like a, I don't know, it's a, a kind of like this slice of life in these two towns type of thing in which things are just fucked up, you know, in general. What is it called? The, the Devil All the Time. Hmm. And uh, it, it's it's very dark type film. It's not like a feel-good type of film at all. I mean, it's it's pretty sad i mean overall the ending i guess is kind of i wouldn't say uplifting but it satisfying i guess but um it yeah i mean it's it's one of those films you know where it tries i think in some cases it wants to be smarter than it is but i think it's because it's based off a book you know type thing so depending on how the characters are maybe built up in the book and stuff you, you only have so much time to put it into this two-hour movie you know so i'm sure there's maybe some things missing throughout there 
and with the characters and how they all want them to tie together, it seems maybe in, in some cases it's kind of drawn out. In other cases, it may be a little rushed. You know, certain characters get a little bit more screen time than other ones that I think probably had more time in the book, say, you know, than, than what they get on the screen mm -hmm. uh, to tie some of that stuff together. It's, it's worth a watch because it's really good actors are in it and everything. And it's got, you know, so it's, it's, it, it's original enough, you know, type of story, but it's dark and kind of like, uh, you know, type, mm. type of film though as well. I still need to watch the Irishman. Ugh, so do I. Jesus. I haven't watched that one. You guys have not watched that? I haven't, no. <laughs> nope. I didn't feel like I had a half wow, a day to devote to that. good fucking movie. Yeah, it was... Okay, so here you go. Irishman or Cobra Kai? Hmm. I think I went to Cobra Kai. Did you, did we talk about Cobra Kai? You guys are talking yeah, about it, and so did, did you, watch you convinced it? me, and oh, I... Oh, you finally watched it? I watched... I've only watched the first season. I haven't oh, had well, the season good, two though. yet, so... What do you think? Oh, it's freaking great. Right? It took me... It, the problem... It takes about five episodes to kind of get in there the a little bit. episodes are so short. But they're they fairly are. short. And, yeah, so it doesn't, you know, take too long in there. But, yeah, by the time the first season gets to that latter half, mm -hmm. and you kind of, you know, set up your characters and everything, yeah, it's really good. It's got huge nostalgia, you know, type things. Oh, yeah. But I love... Uh, Johnny telling his side of the story to to Miguel to his student, you know, type things He's of like, what happened. Yeah, when, it was my ex girlfriend. Was, and he was like, it was my girlfriend in two years, you know, and all this type of stuff, you know, and things. And and then I'm looking, I'm going, yeah, Johnny is kind of sympathetic. What am I thinking? You know, <laughs> but oh yeah, now you got to go back and you go back and watch the original party. I know. You did you watch that? No, I haven't. Oh, I did. I'm no, totally on Johnny's side, man. Yeah, I know. I just about him after he told that story to McGill. He's like, like yeah. and then we're hanging out in the bathroom, and he yeah, he, he just poured no shit on me. Yeah, like I was ready to leave it alone, and yeah. then I started up again. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. That end when they're in the tournament, and you get, and Ralph Macchio comes in. And yeah. All right, let's call the nurse. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Huh? Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, oh, I, I saw the first season. I saw okay, the first sorry, season, yeah, yeah. so that's right. that's yeah. the very end that's of the first season. Of okay. I've actually even started like the first episode or two of the second season, but I haven't made it all the way through of the second season. So yet. you've seen? So. That, well, he came back at the beginning, at the end. Of at the, the end, the old sensei, whatever the, the fuck old, his name was. Yeah, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, no, yeah, that yeah, and I I'm not fond with how he's interfering with stuff because I kind of liked the. I don't know. The <laughs> I like the vibe they had without uh, that guy. Yeah, 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 exactly, but, exactly. Type things, but overall, it, yeah, Hawk is really amusing <laughs> as hell. Uh, What's funny well. is that when he changed his hair, you really do stop noticing the thing. You, <laughs> you know do. What I mean? It you really do. does. It really like, does take it away. The, it does. You know, type it's stuff. like because before that, you always the it first was, thing you went to was that thing. It was on, just, yeah. and then when he had the mohawk, it's like you really don't notice it as much. Yeah, it your, truly is changing. Attention, you know, it's goes, changing the the narrative. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it really is. It, it's pretty funny. But yeah, they, the way they've got that set up and everything and, and stuff, it just is uh, <laughs> just really good. The training and everything. Yeah, is no, good. It's, it's well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've done a whole be... lot better with it than I expect. And they constantly pull it up, you know, the 80s, almost, oh, you know, yeah. uh, keyboard type music or the hard rock, you know, yeah, type stuff. Yeah. Well, they're playing the same music. Oh, I know. From the movie. The, oh, like big the time. Act, yeah, yeah, a lot of the... Well, it's what, not as much as you think, though. 
Cruel Summer. Cruel but other Summer. than that, there's not a lot. Oh, I don't know. There was something that they were playing at. No, I like when I looked at the soundtrack. I didn't really? There well, was something that was being played when at the start of the second season, and I was like, that just instantly said, I, I know that song had to be in What is the name of it? Where was, what's, is that in the second season when he has the, when Johnny has the dream? With the, and it's the total 80s, like. Uh, yeah, I think you that's know what I'm talking about. Must be because it doesn't ring any bells for okay. me. Okay, like that was great. Like, but you could, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't, but you could, to, I could totally tell. Like it was a dream because yeah. it was just like so over the top, but yeah. but it was great because it's just it's like funny. it's like an eighties music video, eighties music video or whatever. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, did was the first season part where he got the internet and he got the computer? Yeah, he got. The <laughs> See, wasn't that kind of ridiculous? Like that in the Facebook thing, you know? I mean, yeah, I can like, believe if he would have said, you know. I don't do social networks or something like that. Yeah. But instead he's like, Facebook? What's that? You yeah, know, exactly. It's... it's like, or what's the internet? Oh, I've never searched for anything before. Yeah. It's like, really, dude? Although I do admit the uh, Cobra Kai dot C-O-M or, you know, oh, I love you that. know type thing. Cobra Kai dot, dot Or no, he said period. period. <laughs> it wasn't even dot. It, it was Cobra period. Kai period C-O-M. And the kids are just looking at him like, right. what? <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I, I, so I, I do agree <laughs> that that one was pretty funny. I mean, I could kind of buy it. No, I'm not buying of, it. He, he did not transport 20 years into the future, and he didn't and have I any know memory how to of use how anything. He's an old yeah. jock. I don't care. He still lives knows what in the an asshole. Is. I don't, I don't care. an apartment. No, he, he has. Do you know anybody who doesn't have a cell phone? Well, yeah. I was gonna say because he no. did, he does have a cell phone, doesn't he, or does he not? Oh, he doesn't. He gets he one, and that's yeah. when he starts getting Facebook because he doesn't okay. know what the internet is. Right? Yeah. yeah. What's okay. Wi-Fi? What's yeah. Wi-Fi? He doesn't know what Wi-Fi is. Like that's <laughs> that's over. Yes. Takes it, takes it back. This thing doesn't work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see. I, I turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh well. Anyway. But it is good. Oh. It's better than I thought it was going to be. So well, it's good. We should have had you should have had the game night the week after because the Saturday Night Live opening from that from the last, second episode uh -huh. was freaking I like laughed out well, loud. Well, the one really, you made us watch was horrible. I know. Oh, I know. I we were I like was, it was really awkward. Really we were bad. like watching. We were like this is not funny. I felt really I bad. I'm funny. like that's why I was like. But it sounds through. like it, like you said it should have been funny. Oh yeah. Like it's Jim Carrey as Biden. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it would they, be funny. But so they boned it. They I went mean, totally. But Saturday Night Live does it. Politically, I mean, they do. They went they so that's the totally problem. Political. Is that? But the second Saturday one, is... the second one was the uh, the was vice the presidential fly? debate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you? I didn't watch it, but I. So I'm not the a fly? Life fly fan. They're too liberal for <laughs> so me anymore. So. Actually, I was impressed because they actually. They they were making as much fun of Kamala Harris as they were of Pence mm. on the second one. The first one was totally, totally against Trump. Which uh, I, get. No, I don't I, know if it was against Trump. Trump. They, it just wasn't funny. It just right. wasn't funny. Well, but it was I totally they, against I Trump, they, and it wasn't funny. I thought they made fun of, of both Biden of them. It just quite wasn't a bit funny. about the fact that he couldn't remember stuff and but, whatever yeah. else. Yeah. So they're doing they're doing the vice presidential debate, and. Uh, Joe Biden is sitting at home with his wife, Jill, or whatever, and they're watching on TV, and he's like, oh, no, he's like, Kamala's in trouble. I got to get there and help her. And he's like, fire up the teleportation device. 
And there's like a scientist behind him. He's like, it's not quite ready, sir. He's like, I don't care. I need to get in there. And he gets in there and a fly lands in it. <laughs> and so he ends up teleported and he's the fly on Mike Pence's head. And then slowly as the skit goes on, he slowly starts turning into Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like, like the hair and the stuff and he's talking like him. He's up on his head doing this. I mean, it was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Has anybody ever gone back and watched the Jeff Goldblum fly movie? I don't think so. A little so. bit. Have you? Yeah. I mean, because it's like never on streaming. It's never like I where it's like it. it's I... never like on Prime where you know because they play those old movies and it's never on there. Well, I'm just... thinking that I had an I old uh, disc of it or something uh, uh, that I had copied or something, and hmm. I thought I think when I was going through them, I was like, oh yeah, the fly, and I like. Threw it in and that movie you know just horrible. watched him pe- bits and pieces. I remember it's it slow, being really, and it's really it it's a um, slow burn. What yeah. do you want to yeah. call it? Like it gets really, um, well, it gets really dark. Well, know, dark, but it's also like gross. Yeah, like, it gets very gross. Yeah, it's, like, it's just funny. Slimy breaks and, the guy's hand. Over, it's like nobody talks about that movie. You know what I mean? Like it's just not. It's like everybody's kind of forgot about it, I and mean, we didn't forget about it, but nobody talks like it's right. really good. Well, yeah, that's true. Ever. So maybe it's not. Yeah. Was that Cronenberg? Probably. Mm, I don't know. I want to go back and watch right. Scanners. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I go. do. I went back and watched it like a few years, like probably five or seven or so years ago, and yeah, it's terrible, but it's a, it's a, it's not a bad movie. Hmm. I went back and rewatched both the Rollerballs. Well, no, no, I watched the original, the seventy or whatever Rollerball. Yeah. That's a pretty good movie. Actually. It's a pretty good movie. It's kind of a slow burn, but it it's is, pretty but good. It's pretty solid. Yeah, the new ones suck. Yeah. Uh, so I must comics. Real quick before we oh, do that, though, where are the boys—they finished. I'm up done with the boys. Type dude. things season two. I'm not at watching least it. there. I don't yeah, care I know. I I think I you're just it. dumb for not watching it. I can't yeah, believe it. It is Cronenberg, by the way. Insanely good. The boys is really good. It is really good. I did start watching Umbrella Academy. Yeah, Yay. season two. Okay, uh, about season, time. You finished like, the first one. I finished first from years ago. Uh, um, yeah, I've not finished it. We we did not watch the last episode. Okay, but I did hear the guy at work spoil had watched it, it. He didn't spoil it for me, but he told me that you do find out. Oh, why the heads are exploding? Yeah. But don't yeah. you know that from the comic? Uh no. Actually, you could, but I don't remember. Is yeah, I don't remember. Actually, that's my. Are you rereading the comic? I that's know. a good idea because my memory you have all of the single issues of the comic is really. I do. I'm missing like one. Oh, of course you. Like are. I'm missing like <laughs> fifty-eight or something. Like some random number issue, like late in the run. Really? Yeah. Wow. But I have all except one. Do oh, you bring my low that you're gonna give me? Damn it. No, you didn't remind me. You didn't. I forgot. I guess not. So it's my fault? Yes, you need to remind me. Okay. So, but yes, The Boys is, it, it may be may, uh, the best series right now, I think, for me that's going on. So it, they're yeah, doing now, a really good job. Yeah, now it's only like eight episodes. There's it is only, only eight, eight episodes, episodes, so it's done. Now we got, oh, so, it's done, done? So, well, no. Season two is done. Right. So, and then, yeah, I don't know how many more seasons they got planned, but they, they definitely have a season three. I just can't believe we have to wait that long. Speaking of, Netflix Sucks. canceled, uh, they're not going to produce the Magic Order comic. Like, they're going to make it into a Netflix series. Oh, wow. Well, they when, do have the order or whatever the hell. When are any of these Miller that they spent? Uh, Jupiter's uh, Sending is supposed to be hitting next year. Oh, is it? 
It's been forever. Oh, and they released a trailer for Invincible on Amazon Prime. I heard about that. Yeah, you you did something there, Link or I whatever. Something, yeah. yeah, you shared oh, something the there. Out. I haven't looked at it though. Yeah, I haven't either. But so uh, is it animated? Did live yeah, action? Yeah, animated. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Miller explained, like on Bleeding Cool or somewhere, he explained how it actually works. So what Netflix did, they bought Miller World, so they bought all the properties, right? And they and just he said, produce whatever they want. And they produce whatever they want. But then they also hired Miller to, like, develop new properties. And he said, so everything he's doing now, it's basically he's producing it as a to be a film project, right? He said, but some of them, he's turning them into comics. So, like, Space Bandits, uh, Sharky the Bounty Hunter, um, Magic Order, and I think there's one other one. All four of those, he said he developed them as, like, TV shows for Netflix. But Netflix is letting him then turn them into comics as well, letting him hire, you know, the artist that he wants to make a comic of it or whatever. Okay. And so he sold it to Netflix for whatever, six figures or whatever, or not six figures, seven figures, whatever it was, however much. Yeah. 35 million, I think, was the number I heard. Holy shit. And so, and then they then hired him as like a director, gave him like a role. I think he's got like maybe a three or five year contract for him to do this other thing for them. And they're paying him like a salary or whatever. Okay. And then, so he got the 35 million cash out and then he has a role to help develop new products and they're letting him... But he doesn't own anything anymore. Like these new pro, the new things he's creating for Netflix, Netflix owns. He's just right. creating them for him. They're letting him make them as comics. Hmm. Yeah, but for thirty-five million, I don't know. That I can play too much. Well, yeah. If someone offered me thirty-five million for my life's work, I'd be like, "Here you go, dude." Yeah, I think I think I would too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're gonna let me still make more stuff. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good deal. We'll take it. So. Was, but anyway, Magic Order, apparently they started, like, making it, and they halfway through, they decided they were going to cancel it. There was so a virus, so they decided we'll cancel Yeah, I guess it got delayed by the coronavirus, and they're like, yeah, you know, we're done. Yeah. So, I said I've been listening to the Rob, Rob Liefeld yeah, podcast, and he's talking about the um, 90s, which he's, now he's starting to get into the creation of Image. Yeah. Now, how do you remember, like, Image going down, like... Going down... Well, I remember, like, Rob Liefeld was going to create Youngblood. Right. And it was going to be published through Malibu. Uh-huh. And then McFarlane got wind of it. And he's like, dude, I gotta, I want to create one, too. And so he jumped on board. And then Eric Larson's like, shit, I'm in. And then they're like, we got to get Jim Lee. We got to get Jim Lee. And so then McFarlane, like, made this big pitch to Jim Lee for him to come over. And then Jim Lee brought along Los Portacio. And, of course, Jim Valentino was like, dude, let's go. Right. And so that's kind of how I remember. That's, according to him, that's not really how it. See, I always felt like. Like, Liefeld was going to do it no matter what. Right, yes. He was going on Absolutely. his own. And then McFarlane got wind. He's like, dude, I'll come. And so but then. But do you. So do you remember... But, but I mean, all that, that wasn't necessarily above... That documentary thing that they had about Image made it sound like it was really the Liefeld McFarlane show, kind of. I was... Yeah. I and McFarlane was the one who kind of convinced a whole lot of the rest of them. But yeah, Liefeld was going no, anyway. No, he didn't, though. Oh, he didn't. really? Liefeld okay, was going no matter what. what. Thought. And then McFarlane jumped, jumped in, and then it was McFarlane and Liefeld, like, dude, let's get more. And then McFarlane was the one who was like, let's get more. I mean, Liefeld didn't care. He was going to go do his own thing no matter what. Yeah. But McFarlane was like, so let's get Jim Lee. Let's get all these other people. I don't even have remember. A huge exodus. It's going to be a huge statement. And wife was like, dude, I just want to go do my own shit. So did, um, yeah. so did, so I didn't even remember McFarlane 
he took like a year off from Spider-Man. Yeah, he quit Spider-Man. He quit Spider-Man and then didn't do comics for like a year. Yeah, but back then, I mean... And then I always thought McFarlane was like the 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 behind the behind it, but well, I think they kind of had to drag him catalyst. along. Oh, really? I no, thought he the, was the one that was the helping. way life. I didn't think that he was setting really everything had to up. Drag him along, but I thought that McFarlane because, was helping bring the other. Oh, yeah, Sylvester Hughes, right? Because basically, what so he's talking about like when because um, McFarlane did the first Spider Man. They rebooted Spider-Man. He sold like three million copies. Then, like a year later, they were getting. He got wind that they were that. Well, actually, Jim Lee called Rob Liefeld because those three worked really tight together. Like they were always on the phone with each other. They were always they knew what was going on. But I guess Jim Lee called Rob Liefeld and he's like, "I got the call." And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I'm next." He goes, "What do you mean you're next?" He's like, they're giving me my own X-Men book. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to have this huge launch. And Liefeld's like, going on, he's on New Mutants. It's not even X-Force yet. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, shit. He's like, I'm going to be left in the dust. He's like, I got to I gotta figure this, I got to do something. And so he finagled in X-Force in between Spider-Man. Because it was only like two months, like X-Force came out. And then like a month or the two months later, X-Men came out. But uh, he was, um, so they had the, you know, they did the McFarlane cross, the McFarlane and the Liefeld crossover with the Mm Spider-Man and the X-Force. I just Mm -hmm. read that. So freaking Liefeld's like, he just did, because it was like issue three, I think, and four of X-Force. And like 16, a Spider-Man or whatever. So, McFarlane, they knew that Jim Lee um, X-Men was dropping in like August or September. And so, Todd calls Liefeld and he's like, Bud, he does great. He cracks me up whenever he does it. But he's like, Bud, he's like, let's do a, let's do a X-Force Spider-Man crossover in our books. And uh, let's do it in September. <laughs> He wanted to do it the same month that Jim Lee's X-Men was dropping just to fuck with him. It's like, it's like, it'll be perfect. Let's do it. And he's like, fine, man. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, I'll, I'll run it up. I'll talk to my editor. And I don't remember who the editor, I think it was Bob Harris or something. So he talks to Bob Harris and Bob Harris is like, he's like, that sounds like a great idea, guy. He's like, but uh, September's not really going to work because that's when we're doing Jim's big X-Men launch. And he's like, and he's, and <laughs> Rob Liefeld's like, it's fine with me, man. I don't care if it's September. I don't care if it's August or September. He's like, I'm riding high on X-Force <laughs> number one. He's like, I'm, I got all my shit. He's like, I don't care. So he calls Li- or he calls uh, McFarland back. And he's like, yeah, they want to do it, but they're not going to do it in in, in uh, August. They want to do it the next month. And McFarlane's like, no, that doesn't work. We got to do it in this month. He's like, that's what we got to do. He's like, call the big guy, like whoever the main editor in chief is. He's like, you call him and you talk to like McFarlane's like, you call him and you talk to him. And and Lightfoot's like, nope. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't care. <laughs> Like, if it comes out the next month, he's like, but I'm not making way. I'm not calling nobody. So anyway, they did the month after. But so he told me an interest or he was talking about something interesting. So like when when McFarlane left for that year, 
he went off. He was actually trying to get out of comics. He was gonna he was gonna start a hockey trading uh, card company. Oh, and he was gonna call it. <laughs> so Rob Liefeld's like, he's like, it's called Front Row. He's like, why would you want to sit in the upper deck when you can sit in the front row? <laughs> so like he actually went out. <laughs> like he made sheets because he did like a presentation to like yeah. the NHL. Yeah. Like he made his cards. Like he did all his stuff, and then the NHL didn't do it. Do it. And so then he had to reconfigure. Well, he was talking. So Lightfield was already going to do young. Yeah, blood he was doing young wherever. Blood. Yeah, but he was he was talent because uh, Lightfield was working with Eric Larson and Jim Valentino. Because they both kind of came from indie stuff yeah. before. And so those were the, they were going to do a book for Malibu, like yeah. a flip book. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, um, I guess McFarlane, he talked to McFarlane about it. And McFarlane's like, nope. He's like, I don't know. He's like, you know what I think I'm going to do? He goes, Batman. <laughs> I'm going to do Batman. He's like, I did Batman a little bit. He's like, but I'm going to DC and I'm going to do Batman. And Lightfield's like, Okay, and so then, like a couple days later, like Light or uh, Jim Lee calls him up, and he's like, "Yeah, dude." He's like, "I think I'm gonna pitch Batman to to DC." He's like, "I'll send you some, I'll send you some work or whatever." And so he sends him like a couple photos or whatever, and so Lightfoot's like, "Okay," he's like, "So what am I gonna do?" He's like, "These two guys are both going to DC. And they're gonna do Batman." <laughs> he's like, "I don't want to do Batman." He's like, "But I think I want to jump on the DC train." He's like. What could I do? It's like, I've always been a Teen Titans fan. He's like, uh, so I'm going to pitch a Team Titans. And he's like, this was like years before they came out with a Teen Titans book. He's like, I pitched Teen Titans to some dude over at DC. And he said, but here's the deal. He said, uh, I need 150000 no. <laughs> $150, guarantee per issue for the first 10 issues. Or I'm not going to do it. Because he's like, I'm making $200,000 off of royalties off of the X-Force books. Like, right now. So he's like, so the editor's like, okay, okay. He's like, I'll talk to I'll talk to Paul Levitz. Because Paul Levitz was the editor-in-chief. And uh, he calls him back. And he goes, he's talking to Lightfield. And he goes, yeah. He goes, the, he goes, Paul's really excited about it. He's like, but, but he can't do the money. You can't do the $150,000 guarantee. And uh, Lightfield's like, he goes, but he wants you to call him and talk to him. He's like, fine, I'll call him and talk to him. And Paul Edis is like, yeah, he's like, I'll do it. Or he's like, we really want to do it. He's like, but there's no way I can I can do the, the money. And so Lightfield's like, well, that's, that's what it is. He's like, if you can't do it, you can't do it. He's like, I'll just go do my own thing. So there could have been, instead of them doing image, they could have been all Teen three Titans could have gone over and, and, and McFarlane and Jim Lee would have each had their own Batman book and Mc, and uh, Liefeld would have done Teen Titans. But instead, he's like, they wouldn't take the deal. And he said he didn't know what happened with McFarlane or Lee, like how their stuff fell through. But his didn't, so he went on. But he kept talking about how like he was the first guy because he was the guinea pig. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. Because, he does. He really because does. he was young, not married, yeah. didn't have anything. And so they're all like, well, let's just go see what this kid can do. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went and did it. And then they're all like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think even that image 
creation of documentary talks about like that too. Yeah, it you probably know, they, did. That that they always it, they I think they kind of led a bit more that McFarland was the linchpin, you know, in right. some ways because of well, the fact that they they knew he was he the older was guy, the older guy too. Yeah, right. and things and and but he also they felt I think Lightfield said something like when they felt like they could finally convince him to come over that he brought that sense of, I don't know, establishment or whatever you want to say, more stable type of thing that helped, you know, the other ones, you know, say, yeah, we're really going to do this thing, yeah. you know, and, and things. Well, I just always remember the story that Todd McFarlane grabbed everybody and went up and quit, well, cause he quit tells DC. Story, but and then he went and quit Marvel. Marvel yeah. Like, they weren't even working at DC. We told them we're quitting. Good, yeah. <laughs> well, so at some point, Todd McFarlane must have got us or whatever and his and he decided that he wanted to just stick it to the man well like, I think it was already happening somewhat and then this well, he, just helped he always falls back to that because they censored that Spider-Man issue yep. and he was pissed off about that and right. he's like I can't control my stuff and first he wanted to be a writer and they said okay you can write Spider-Man you can have your own book Spider-Man you draw it you write it it's like okay but then they censored him it's like wow now they want to let me do what I want to do blah 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 so, right yeah. Well, it's funny because I know there's there's like some animosity I think between Rob Liefeld and Baby and Nicieza or however you say his name because Nicieza claims I think there's some, but I, they go to cons together. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I think they sit. I think they sit far. Well, it's funny because he. Oh, they sit far away. Well, okay. when the well, Deadpool movie distance. came out, they like asked him. They, somebody was interviewed and said, "So you created Deadpool?" He's like, "Yeah," but Baby Nicieza gets also created Deadpool. He's like, well, yeah, dude, that's how it works. He's like, answering this guy, this interviewer's question. He's like, yeah, that's how it worked back then. You had a writer and you had an artist. And so if you created something, the writer got half the credit. That's how it worked back then. So, right. yeah, he gets half the credit. But I created Deadpool. Right. So, yeah, I think there's a little bit of bitterness there. Right. But so, but he's pissed at Louise Simonson, too, because he thinks she's taken too much credit for crap that he did. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he keeps talking in the podcast. He keeps referring to him as the scripter. When I was working with the scripter on X Force, or when I was working with the scripter on New Mutants, like he doesn't, he doesn't name him. He calls him the scripter. Yeah, because he was just so, scripting and he was plotting and right. he was creating all the stuff. And yeah. so, but so anyway, yeah, that's why Todd McFarlane wanted to write his own book, <laughs> get all the credit. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like. He he, Rob, he did very well with it during the pod during the podcast. Liefeld is always like. Um, McFarlane is always telling me, dude, you need to, you need to be penciling, you need to be inking, you need to be writing, like you need to do all that because then you get the penciler check, you yeah. get the inker check and you get the writing check. And then when the royalties start coming in, that's when you really start making the money because yeah. you're getting, and you're getting like 1.2 point, 3 point, and then you're getting a half a point for writing and then yeah. the plotter or plotting and then the. Writer slash yeah, scripter like gets half a point or whatever, yeah, so you're yeah. getting all of it. What's well, so funny because I don't know if you ever went back and read or listened to that interview with Todd McFarlane and Gary Groth or whatever that was about that time. And Todd McF and they were talking about you know how much credit does a how much of the should the writer get, and how much should the artist get, and Todd McFarlane he's like fuck, give the writer ninety percent and give the artist ten percent. But I tell you what, if you do that. I'm going to write my own stuff because there's no point for me to have a writer. And Gary Groth is like, but do you think you're as good a writer as like, you know, Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman? He's like, it don't matter because 
I want to control it. I want to write it. Even if I'm not as good, if they're buying it, who the hell cares? Right. If it's as well written as Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman. And then he did Spawn and got all the money. And then he's like, you know what? I'll freaking hire Neil Gaiman and Alan Moore to write my book. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Look who's much. laughing now. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares if I can write well or not? I'll just hire the people who can. Exactly. It seems like Gaiman had a disagreement there. Well, that's true. It right. did kind of backfire. backfire a bit. Part of that's just because he's a... McFarlane's a pretty stubborn dude. He's a pretty stubborn, yeah. I think he probably could have worked it out, but he got to, like I said. Yeah. He gets stuck in his ways. He's old. (laughs) So's Damon. Okay. Comics? Savage Dragon. Are we doing comics? We do comics. So I I read Savage Dragon number 252. This is the Salutes the Funnies issue. Have you read this yet? I haven't. I'm behind. Do you have it? I think, I don't know. So each uh, spread, including the first page, is like a different homage to like a, a Sunday oh, funny circus. family circus. Then you got like peanuts oh, or whatever, you know. Is this dr- a one shot or what? Well, it's like a single issue, but I mean. It's okay. an issue of Savage Dragon. Okay. But this is what he did for the whole issue. So he's saluting the comics. You got, got like Kathy. And you got, uh, I think this is uh, Popeye. And this is just him, like, copying the Yeah, so art he's copying style. the art style of these other people. Oh, my God. You got uh, Doomsbury. Oh, yeah, there you go. But anyway, so it's pretty cool. Um, you got Foxtrot. But he does quite <laughs> a few in there. And every spread is a different uh, comic strip. That oh, he kept. that is, like, a great he idea. He said it took him, like, twice as long to draw because he had to draw, like, these different styles that yeah, he wasn't yeah. used to doing. So it's, it's pretty interesting. It's cool. I mean, it was fun. It was interesting. It was a neat yeah, It's thing. gimmicky. A neat but... experiment yeah. or whatever. And... That's what's cool about Savage Dragon is Larson's always trying different stuff to kind of keep it interesting to challenge himself to whatever. That looks really good, though. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, not much happens in the issue, but uh, it's more of they're in the COVID and they're in Canada and they're, you know, isolating quarantine or whatever. But it's cool. That's fantastic. Fantastic, Scott says. I do. I, I think that's a great idea. I read Dark Knight's okay. Death Metal. One oh, nice. and two. What, what is this? It's death metal. So it's how many metal. issues is this going to be? I think it's seven. And this is the Snyder and Capula swan song. Yes. Thank God. And it's the sequel to, to metal. It's metal. very popular, isn't it? Dark. Yeah, well, look at it. It's got a cool chromium. It color. is. Yeah, it's, it like, is. it's like, like it's the 90s again. It's like again. the 90s all over again. Um, <laughs> so... So I do this book. Do you understand the crazy. story? Because I tried to read some death metal. It didn't make any sense. Not death metal. What was the other? The other one, metal. Yeah. What was that? That was like a Dark Knight's metal. Dark Knight's what was metal. It called? I don't remember. I thought it was just metal. Wow. It really made yeah. an impression. Just metal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, metal you was just basically buy that for the art. Metal was yes. basically, um, where you got um, it was. A dark dimension. Yeah, where they were all like dark versions. Where they were all dark versions of Batman. Yeah, and I get it. But, uh, you don't have to explain it to me. And so I don't remember I how it ended. Give impression and I don't I remember understand. how. So death metal is basically um, the, the what's he called? The Joker? The, the dude with the The one spikes, who laughs. The whatever. laughing. God damn, whatever the hell he's called. Um, he's basically taken over. This other dimension, and they're killing all the worlds. It's almost like crisis. Like gotcha. They're destroying uh, the, like the fifty-two nice. the multiverses or whatever. Gotcha. And Wonder You're Woman. Into that crisis thing. Wonder Woman is like uh, 
she's like the keeper of the prison where he puts everybody that he doesn't want or whatever. And then I don't even remember what really happened. The art's kind of cool. Um, it's just way crazy, kind of out there, obviously. Um, there's this other... God, what's her name? Pet. Anyway, I'm not good at this, am I? Um, sometimes you're better. Thing. This is not going yeah, too no. well. Well, I only read a couple oh. issues, and it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And the art's really cool. So Snyder's going... He's abandoning DC, right? This I is probably his so. song. I think this is his... He's going to do his creator own stuff. What's Capullo going to do? I... Uh, sit back and count his money like yeah, uh, like uh what's his face and um, had, well, Capu silent bob strike back capullo's kind of interesting because he did that long <laughs> run on spawn right huh who is it gus van sant gus i think that was wasn't it who did jay and silent bob or whatever they jay and silent bob strike back when they're doing um uh oh yeah yes that's chronic and blunt man sequel yes right but and gus van sant is directing it no, it's not. That's not what he, he's doing. Okay. The um, apples, bitch, apple, applesauce. It's Ben Affleck and Ben Stiller. Yeah, and it's the Gus um, Van Sant directed uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. It's Goodwill Hunting too. Yeah, yeah. And Gus Van Sant is kind right, of and he's sitting there yes. counting his money. That's what Capullo's it. gonna do. It could be. There you um, go. Yeah, no, he did a long run. I don't know that... Because he did a long run on Spawn, and then he like didn't do anything didn't for do like five years, anything. and then he came back and did Batman, right? Yeah. Might right, have been more than Snyder. five years. So what did he do for that five, ten years? Maybe, maybe, maybe he was in Hollywood. He used to sit around counting his money. Did maybe. McFarlane pay him that well? I don't think he got paid as well on that as he's getting paid for his Batman stuff with Snyder. Well, inflation. Yeah. Not sure you're right, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Cool. All right. Death metal. That Death metal. Yeah. I don't understand it, but the art's pretty. It sounds cool. Have to get on that. I guess a DC is going to start their own like uh, unlimited service like Marvel has. Oh, really? That's what I hear. Hmm. So maybe I'll actually sometime catch up on my DC reading. Maybe. If I subscribe to that. Yeah. Cool. Are you going to do another one or is Scott going to do oh, his Go one? for it. Uh, I don't know what to do. I wasn't thinking ahead. Um, I read Fraternity. I heard, I saw this. So this was like, this is written is. by the same guy who does Black Sad, but it's got a different artist. It's a Spanish book. Don't um, I think they're both Spaniards. But that, okay, so this book's kind of weird. It's a, it's a two-parter, it's OGN kind of thing. I, I assume it came out in like graphic albums, like the French version, where they do like 60-some page graphic albums. But it's like two of them, maybe. So... It's like in the 1800s, like during like the Civil War, right? And it's, what's weird, it's got this beginning part that's like four pages of like text. Holy cow. Which is not, I'm not a big fan of. But I know, you don't like words. I like, I like to read books, so I'm reading books, and I like to read comics, and I'm reading comics. I don't really like to mix the two. Right. But um, anyway, so I'm doing that, and so... It's like about, it's like in the 1860s, kind of during the Civil War, and I guess these people have been making these communities where they're kind of trying to do like a socialist experiment where everybody in the community like contributes and everybody shares equally, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like a commune, but they're trying to create like something new. So we start into the story and there's this kid that they find like in the forest and they kind of take him into the community, this sort of socialist experiment. And he doesn't speak, and there's all these different characters, and 
there's some like strife going on in the community where some people are like, man, this experiment is failing. We don't have enough food. People are coming in that want to be fed, but they're not working. And, you know, your typical capitalism versus socialism type, you know, issues mm -hmm. or whatever. So it's got this weird political like story. But then at the same time, it's got this kid. He goes out in the woods and he meets this giant monster, which on, is on the cover. And, of course, all some of the people in the village want to kill it and they capture it. And then it's, I don't know, whatever. But it's really just about this community kind of tearing itself apart with this giant monster kind of inserted into the middle. It's a weird story. Hmm. It's really well illustrated. Like, the style kind of looks like a Disney cartoon type of thing. Like, the characters have these really uh, caricature-ish yeah. type things with the Features big eyes. It looks like cells of an animated movie or whatever. Yeah, I expect so, like, that, though, from kind of those European So, it's super they... cool. The art's super cool. The story is pretty cool. Like I said, the characters are interesting. It just feels like sometimes it gets a little, like, talky about... Like, they focus too much on, like, the politics and i'm more oh, interested really? in the characters yeah. does that make sense uh -huh. and so is that what all the stuff is up front is setting up this world yeah it's kind of setting up this weird like people who form these communities it's got this whole story about this guy who made this community and then like sold the community and then like moved to another community and okay. blah blah, blah. Huh. Like, it kind of almost sounds like a cult or something it's really weird because you could probably read the book without any of that extra four pages of text and you would not have lost have missed anything mm. okay i don't think it's like background, but it's not background that you couldn't have just gotten from reading the book, I would say. But no, it was pretty cool. Like I said, I like these European books with the art yeah, style. Yeah. and uh, I definitely like the art was... styles. It's just the stories sometimes. Are... And this one had a decent story. Like I said, it, uh, it wasn't bad. It just, uh, I felt like it could have been a little tighter and maybe focused on different things as yeah. far as what I was interested in. So, anyway. What did you think of that? What did you think of that beer? That's good. What did you think of that beer, Don? It's good. Well, that's good. All right, you go, Scott, because I got to figure out what else I'm going to talk Do you want to go again? I could do another. I have, like, four things to talk I about. Oh, my God. Not. You better keep going. All right. Well, I guess I'll do this. I was just kind of re-situating myself because it's been a while, but Situating I reread the, the boys. The first the story boys. arc, which is the first six issues. Is that the first six? Okay. Yeah. Is so, the female similar? She's not even in it. Yet. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, they show her right there. But shit. What? That's not. Her. Oh, maybe she is. You're right over there. I, I just didn't remember that character remember. as much in the comic and how. Right. So know, I, it, it just felt like to me that they were doing a pretty good job in the series of developing that character, in particular the second season. Yeah. Um. Um. So it starts out, I mean, okay, so it's a little bit different. I mean, obviously, Huey is with his um, girlfriend, and she dies. Same way, though. A-Train. Yeah. yeah. I mean, A-Train kind of just slaughters her. And then, but the other thing that's different is that, uh, so the CIA agent lady or whatever that, uh, that, that um, William Butcher's working with? Right. In this one, they're like... Which, I think they alluded... No, she's not in this. She's on the cover, but she's not in the first issue. Okay. Really. Um, but uh, they're actually like... Like, he comes to her office and they have sex. Like, they have like a... And I don't know that it's an affair, but it's more of just like a... Let's have sex thing. Um, so that's a little bit different. But they start out... And the first story arc is basically... It's the teenage team... 
It's like the Teenage Kicks. It doesn't have anything to do with the Seven, seven really. Yeah. I mean, they introduce okay. um, Starlight, and she joins the Seven. Okay. And, of course, in the book, it's like three dudes on her instead okay. of just... Instead of just instead the of one, the deep. Just the deep. So that happens, but there's they're they're messing with the it's who, like uh who was it instead of the invisible guy in the seven because somebody I don't even know that they've introduced okay so they haven't even it, it, okay so you read the first arc they didn't even introduce the seven well, in the first arc well i know that um it's been a while since i've read this too oh, okay. i don't retain okay. anything but i know that um homelander is in it and starlight's in it but i don't know if they introduce well a train's in it yeah, but I don't know that they had all the all the rest seven. of them. Because I I remember that there was the deep and Black Noir or Noir or whatever it is, uh, and stuff. But the golly, what the hell did they call him? The damn invisible dude. Uh -huh. I think is translucent. Translucent. There you go. <laughs> it's not even invisible. Invisible. Yeah, and that translucent is was made for the. CV series and I, mm -hmm. I and he's not in the comic right. I don't and so that's why I wondered then who was the other member of the seven right uh, I don't remember I mean I know that Homelander's in it and I know that Starlight's in it but I don't remember any of the other seven because they really focus mainly on this teenage kicks group because they're like they're they're doing surveillance on them and I mean they're in this house and they're just I mean it's a friggin orgy it's like gang banging it's drugs it's alcohol i mean and so i mean they are just they're celebrating and they're watching them and then there's they take so basically they confront these guys right like they're yeah. gonna take these guys out down yeah and you gotta but, prepare for the seven you know so I mean, right gotta but, practice on somebody but they're like fistfight they take like a pill or something and they get, like, basically superpowers. And it's almost like, I remember, it was like a 30 minutes or an hour. Or the boys do? The boys do, like okay. all of them. Oh, all of them do, huh? Yeah, okay. and I mean, it's like a knockdown, drag out, like, just old school brawl. Where they're punching each other and kicking each other. And then Huey makes, a, well, he's fighting this guy and he punches right through him and kills him. And then, because, uh, I mean, they're just, they're beating the shit out of each other. Like, with fists and stuff. Is that in the show? Huh? No. Like, you know, that's Mother's Milk punches that dude and his that's face twists part. around. Why is that in the show? Um, because in the show, they don't take something to give themselves superpowers. Right. Um, but then... Most of the show is... is but then Huey to... punches through and kills one of them. Which is kind of like when he kills Translucent, I guess. So that's where they got that from. And then they're all like, what the hell's going on? But the thing they didn't show in the TV show, <laughs> when he kills whatever that dude is, there's a gerbil that crawls out, out, of his, butt. out of his butt. Dance, yeah. That's and then, not in the show either? No. no, that's not in the show. And then Huey... <laughs> We're not tame. advertising the show for you. Right? <laughs> it, 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 We're selling the show to you, are we? The show is pretty tame compared to the book. It is. It um, is. Well, I guess they they do show them, but I don't know that they introduce them because Reservoir Dogs is on the back of this. Game. Yeah, it's a video game for PlayStation Two. There's a video game of Reservoir Dogs. That's what I thought. I'm like, I'd like to find that and play it, maybe. 
because that would be interesting. Good. But uh, I don't know that they. Um, I don't know that they've introduced them all. But they do show. Okay, so they do have the deep, but he's like got a the old, like old school scuba headgear thing yeah. on. Wow, these are the Wildstorm issues. How many issues came out through Wildstorm before it moved I to Dynamite? I think it was six or twelve. I know. I'm pretty sure it wasn't more than twelve. And DC said we're publishing tons. what? Right. DC said we're doing what? No, nope, what are not these anymore. books we're publishing? I don't think so. But this so it's not right. <laughs> Bro, these no. books are wrong. <laughs> There's a lot wrong. wrong in those. Books. But that's what I find amazing with the television show is the fact that they took an interesting idea and they've. I really feel like they've made it better in a lot of ways. Where, I mean, this is pure satire. Oh, yeah. It's really what The Boys originally was. And it was just a total send-up of the superhero. And how much vulgar, vulgar shit can I get away with? Whereas the TV show said, okay, we like this idea, but how can we make it a little bit more of a Actual substance, you know, with it? Yeah. And tame it down just a little. Well, that's what you almost have to do, though, if you're right. going to do something. Because really... So much of the crap that they're doing in the boys is just like, I don't, they didn't even care about the story. How do, can I, how can I find something that I will gross people out next, you know, or whatever else? It's like uh, going down on Starlight during her period or something like this. Yeah, know, it's so. Black Noir and A-Train and Homelander. And then they even have the scene like where she's like in the bathroom, like puking, like afterwards. Ah, yes. I guess she is. She is in, um, this is issue Can't three. <laughs> well, they've got up here, they've got six. This is issue. November uh, six, but the issue number is over here. I was confused because it's not in the corner box, but, <laughs> but yeah, she is in it, but. This is issue November six. Issue November six. They're doing it by month and, <laughs> and number day. now. Oh, there you go. November of 06. This book's old. And nice. Queen Maeve is in there. In Are they worth right? tons now? You shouldn't even be touching that. Dude. Yeah, I know. Why are you so upset either? That's right. I don't know. Are nobody they? cares about comics. Yeah, nobody cares about comics. Like you said, everybody's going to watch the show. But... Well, the show is... Nobody gives a crap. But it's like the Walking Dead comics. Were don't you have like the graphic realize... novels of those or something? Or did you I get rid of them all? I think I got rid of them. Did you? Boys? Yeah. Oh, you had the hardcovers? Five. I don't know about the hardcovers, but I thought they had like this little. I had some uh, kind of collected, collected type of things. You got rid of them? Well, yeah, I didn't. Really he care didn't think they'd actually make a series of it. It's trade paper, actually. So yeah, I think I got rid of them because I wasn't going to finish it. I don't know, dude. I get rid of stuff all the time. I know he does. All right. Well, that was another horrible review. Look at my board. shelf over there, though. The green area. Yeah. It's got four volumes of Savage Dragon. Nice. I'm gonna go look at that while you do your next. It's Scott's turn. He hasn't done one yet. Oh. I only have like three. You only two. Have like, I only have two. You only have two. Not and I both have two. And I have two. Uh, one will go real fast. And the other one I can actually talk about. So, you can like, actually with, talk with about some substance. Scott has wow. talked about Batman like, universe. His favorite it. Batman story ever. There you go. Let's see here. Some of the boys. Something where the. Hero Gasm number one first Soldier Boy key issue, whatever the hell that is, is 
so you for should go for like board. 50 bucks. Wow, 50 bucks. What is? 11 through 20 sold the, for 50 bucks. The Herogasm one shot. The, the Herogasm one shot. Or whatever that was. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. it raw or was it slabbed? Oh. Is it CGC'd? Uh, oh, it was not CGC. Oh, was that a, like a one? That was a sing a one shot, like a special. God, I thought you were talking about something that was in the book or something. Slab. Some type of weird sexual thing. Language you're talking. So I was slab. like, wow, raw, raw or slabs? Is that, is that like something that they did there? One more gray. They were raw dogging it on a slab. I was like, there's a lot of weird shit that goes in there, but okay. Uh, Speaking yeah. Of okay. Oh, anyway, oh, you're, you're going. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I, sorry, I, I just you you, you had me just you. I blame Don. I do. <laughs> I blame Don for everything. You so, distracted me. Only the hero gasm is worth fifty bucks. That was. Like, I mean, the other ones are too. I mean, here it's it's got like ten issues, like eleven through twenty, that are like fifty bucks. But I mean, even then, that's. 10 you know issues for 50 bucks so it's about uh, five bucks an issue yeah, you know so it's still not worth a whole hell of a lot right. that one just was the one that struck out you know but now as you i keep looking like the whole hero gasm one through six sells for about 50 bucks as well so it seems like people are more after the first yeah, issue sure. and just go for the rest to, as they get them but i, I don't know Okay. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's anything in the hundreds by any it's, means. It's fine. I can. I can do. Unless that. it's CG seed. I can there you go. Number one search. CG seed, one hundred and twenty-two dollars. At a nine-eight. Uh, nine-four. Really? Yes. So there might be some possibilities there. Maybe you should go get them graded. Cost Gosh. like thirty bucks just to get CG seed. I know. All right. So. Sorry to no, you're all good. Uh, Batman Universe. It's like somebody gave somebody a bunch of, uh, Crack. well, yeah, a bunch of DC action figures or something like that, or just said, here you go, we want you to have access and write like a, you know, a story and do whatever you want to with whatever you can find. And somebody said, okay, I'm just going to throw all this shit in there and boom, here's a story. I don't know. It, it seemed a little bit like ADD. Honestly, yeah, going through this, you know, it's it, kind of like a tour of the DC universe. It really is. It it really is. It so is. I enjoyed the art, so I thought it was fun because I'm not a huge DC guy. So it was fun seeing like Gorilla Grodd, you know, yes, like the Gorilla World, and then seeing all these other Adam Strange or Hawk World. And it's like, oh, well, cool. part of the key thing in this is here again, Bendis has a good communication style whatever you want to say you know he knows how to flex in the humor along with the story that he's trying to tell you know in general and things keep it light i mean that's truly what this thing is yeah it's, it's not very light substance. you know and so and so whole mcguffin it's just like chasing this thing through the dc universe. yes it really is it really is and then even when it happens it's kind of like yeah oh, okay yeah I'm yeah. gone and back again. Oh yeah, they go to the Old West with like so, uh, what's that? The Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. Yeah, all that exactly. Good stuff. They pretty yeah. much get everything in there. Yeah, they get a lot of stuff in there. It's a fun little ride, and and but quite frankly, if somebody of that's not up to Bendis's caliber wrote it, it wouldn't be near as good. You know, that's in a true. lot of ways. Ben, like I said, Bendis keeps it light. He keeps the humor in it. Uh, he, you know, he, he gives a strange way characterization to some of these. The characters you know and, and things just in this very short story yeah. and 
And you're right, Darrington does a great job, though, just even on the art in the in certain layouts and everything yeah. else. Yeah, that one scene you showed last time, you know, with the where him and Nightwing are kind of going through going the, through the thing, the, yeah. the yeah, whatever building and stuff is really well done. And there's some definitely layouts and things that are just kick ass. And you know, the the differentiation between the characters and everything is just very well done and, and stuff. Yeah. So. So it, it comes together is it for something that probably shouldn't work and just should just be a total sure you, you know toss away. Yeah. It actually comes together and is pretty good in its whole as just a nice little it's fun light. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely nothing like heavy or anything. Oh yeah, not by any means. But, but yeah, I think well, this was originally published in those Walmart things, you know. And I think if this was like your first DC comic, you know, I think you'd be doing pretty well, right? Like, could I mean, be. Yeah, it'd give you a lot of exposure to a lot of different stuff in the DC universe. That it does, so, that it does. So, it kind of felt like a Saturday morning cartoon type of thing. I bit, would totally know? agree. Totally agree on that. Kind of like that old Brave and the Bold show that they had for a while. But, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's cool. Yep. I oh, yeah. It. Definitely. Definitely. So, I enjoyed it. I mean, I thank you for... But it's very light. That. But, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where well, yeah, I could sit there and read it in, like, under an hour. It was good. <laughs> I read Getting It Together. Wow. I just kind of bought this on a whim. I didn't actually pre-order. I just picked it up off the shelf. Slice of life. You picked that up off the shelf. Yeah, because like I read some stuff and it said, oh, it's like a Friends, but like a comic book. I'm like, okay, that sounds did, did, kind did, of did, interesting, did, 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 right? Really? Friends as a comic book sounds interesting. It does. Okay. Yeah, I like different Maybe stuff. Cool. Is one of them transsexual or gay or what is it? Because there's only is, looks like there's two girls. One of them is gay. But So yeah, that's true. Um, and they got the token black guy as well. Yeah, they got it all going on. There but, you go. Um, it's interesting. I guess the problem is like Friends. I was pretty close to that age when Friends came out, so I could kind of relate to those characters, right? Like we were in college, and they were like slightly older, older or yes, whatever. Yes. So I mean, I could kind of relate. I mean, I understood this. These people are a lot younger than me. And so <laughs> let's say it happened in like, twenty years younger. Say it now. happened in like the two thousands. They're like in their twenties. I'm more like in my thirties, right? And so, I can't really relate to a lot of that culture back at that time, or during this time, or maybe it's supposed to be modern day. I think it's based on, like, stuff that happened 10 years ago, but maybe they brought it into the modern day, and it's more. Wow. So, I don't know that I can relate that well. Like, there's some weird stuff going on in this book. Like, the one guy's gay, and so that's fine. You know, I know I, that's, I have no problem with that. But then, at one point, one dude is, like, doing this weird sex thing where they call it... Sounding? Have you ever you even know what sounding is? If you I read this book, you find out. Like, it's where you take like a tube or something and you shove it in the hole of your penis or whatever, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's called like, a. It's called a kidney stone. Yeah, it's like I've had that done. That's not something I would repeat. Like I wouldn't do it on purpose, but apparently that's like a thing like some people do, and so they're like, that's in there. So it's got some weird like stuff, and but overall, it's just a typical kind of like slice of life a group of friends are all kind of dating each other and they're having affairs and there's you know bad blood but they're it's all like kind that, of a group uh, what was that movie with the college kids that just graduate and um god there's been a lot of movies like no that. no no like in, saint elmo's fire no um is it recent except no. old or new old breakfast no breakfast club. no like 90s. it wasn't saint elmo's fire 90s. Um, it two, had three a, guys in a pizza place. Um, no, two, two it, guys, a girl in a pizza place. Um, oh my god, Mystic Pizza. No, it had um, something real. 
real. The real world, that MTV show. Real science. Like, did people <laughs> stop being real? No. It had... Um, Give me an actor. The... the What's her face? The no. The, the chick Winona Ryder. Yes, Winona Ryder. Wow. Had Winona, he said there's like... The kleptomaniac. Oh. Winona Ryder. Yeah, I don't know what that movie... She was in a movie that got like... Oh fuck! It wasn't. Yeah, uh, it, had, it had Ethan Hawke in it. Ethan Hawke. God oh, dang it! Reality bites. There you reality go. Bites. Yes. Yeah, like I like reality, reality bites. It's like reality bites. But like bites. twenty years later. Twenty. So it's a different twenty generation. minutes later. Trying to remember the name of the friggin' it's movie. It's like a twenty. It's like a. It's like reality bites. Because I can relate to reality bites because that was my age. But these people are younger than me, and so it's harder for me to relate. Yes, but, I could relate to reality. And it's kind of it's maybe it's a little too like edgy graphic, a little too. Like, I don't need to see some of that stuff. It, it's fine. Just, you know, whatever. I don't need to know what's yeah, that old, old funny daddy. Know. Yeah, I don't you need, need to know keep that. up on the young culture, Drew. I don't know that I do. It's kind of disturbing. So, anyway, it was okay. Like I say, it's uh, maybe just not my cuppa. Maybe. Nothing wrong with it. If you're looking for that kind of thing. If you want, like, your generation of friends in a comic book, this might be the thing for you. So, I think it has a wide appeal to a wide audience. I may just not be that audience. Probably not. But I tried it. And that's, that's what it's good. all about. That's right. Did you read some King Thor? I read King King Thor. Thor. Is this the Donny Cates stuff? No, no, this is King Thor. This oh, is, this is the end of Aaron's this is run. Jason Aaron's the Is end this of the finale? Jason Aaron? It is. And he does swan like song. A, I mean, he does that. like a two-page, or like a full-page write-up at the end of Thor about how... He loved writing he Thor. He loved writing Thor. The greatest thing The greatest ever thing ever. And he's going to be sad and... But he's excited to read Donny Cates' Thor now. Gotcha. Um, so this all takes place, obviously, at the end of time. Because when he did, he had the three. The three Thors. The three Thors. Okay, so, so this, this is, is the, the old, old the Thor old, old the Thor. three daughter, the three granddaughters mm -hmm. or whatever. And I think Loki has been, like, taken over by the, the god... It's cool that he got Isan Rubik to come back. Yeah. And the last the issue... Thing? Huh? Does Isan Rubik do the whole thing? Yeah, but the last issue is like a tribute thing where he's got like 10 different artists doing like one page or two pages, you know? Yeah. So I think Rubik oh, He's does. bringing the God Killer dude back? Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. I thought he was dead. I know. Well, so did everybody. Um, and it ends with like Thor dying or whatever i guess I, the whole universe is dead and thor's sitting on his throne cool and he just kind of goes off into so did it work for you like the big finale that i not really not i mean really it, i mean i think the home. war of the wasn't like the war of the realms like his send-off thing it looks right oh, it's, it's uh that's burnham isn't it oh it might be i don't know they have it in the back, I think. They have all of them, but I think that's Burnham. Um, didn't um, didn't he kind of wasn't like uh, oh Patara, it's Patara, Patara. Sorry, Patara Burnham. That's why. It was Ooh, did you place. see? Was it Patara? Did you see the Facebook post? Oh, that Patara's doing some new book and it looks really cool. No, oh. he's doing that Dark Knight Returns. Patara's. Patara's got some looks like some kind of no some dude some 
dude with like a s load of money, probably the guy that works where you work. He uh, is basically commissioning the Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah, but every artist yeah, doing with a, a different Felix. page. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. I mean, I didn't see the Pitara one, but I I've think seen a bunch Pitara of them. posted his page. Yeah, because he had all the Phoenix guys to do like one book of the first issue or whatever. Oh, really? One page of the first issue. Where did you see that at? Felix Comic Art. Has oh, okay. Them. Yeah, some guy commissioned all his artists to each recreate one of the pages. Yeah, it was Pitara. I saw that today. He said, My Dark Knight Returns Page Recreation Commission. Let me see. Um, so anyway, that's the end of. Of uh, Jason Aaron's run on Thor, and he opened, a, left the door wide open for uh, Donny Cates to take over. Cool. Because I don't remember this page from Dark Knight. I don't either. It's yeah. the Harvey Dent page, though. I was yeah. gonna pull out my Dark Knight. So is it the whole, all four books? No, I think it's just the first issue. The first issue. Because what is it like, forty-eight pages? Yeah. So he's having all of the. Felix, guys? Yeah, you just do a page from the book. But yeah, he's obviously got way more money than God. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. I'll have to look at... So is it on, like, their Facebook page or their He's just website? been posting here and there. I don't... The Felix guy? So I don't follow him on anything, so I don't know. You should do that. Yes. I'm going to dig into it, because that sounds interesting. It is interesting. Um. Anyway, yes. Swan Song, the end So of it didn't everything. work for you, huh? I don't know. I mean, it's okay. I was never a huge fan of the Thor run. Well, no, no, no. I the love King Jason Thor. Aaron. Yeah, the the older Thor, like on his yeah. own, because they did a few stories of that. I don't know. It just, I, it it just ends. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Thor's sitting there and he's like withering away on his throne, like at the end of time or whatever. I guess I don't know. Cool. Or maybe I don't remember it. I probably don't remember. Sounds it. like it didn't make much of an impact. So no, not that's really. Jason Aaron's fault. Yes, it's totally Jason Aaron's fault, but I don't want to take anything away from Jason Aaron's Thor run, because that thing was great. It was a good run. I read The Resistance 5 and 6. Was that this over? Is, well, I guess there's going to be a volume 2. Oh. Hey, so, is it any good? I'm no, just it's really not. It's J. Michael Straczynski or whatever. Straczynski and I've been buying it. two people I like. But I haven't read it. I feel like Straczynski keeps trying to just perfect the same story, and I don't know that he's getting any closer. <laughs> like The Babylon 5 or The Rising Stars? The Rising, Rising Stars. Stars. Okay. Like, I can see that one. It's all deconstruction of superheroes. So this is like, there's a big plague, which seems like every book now is about a big plague, and it's like... It's not funny anymore, guys. It's just not working. But this was all before. I know, but it's not working. But anyway, so big plague. Is that Harvey Keitel? Could I'm be. Sure. That looks like Harvey Keitel. So big plague, and then <laughs> the world's ending. There's everybody's dying, but then a bunch of people somehow get superpowers. Nobody knows how. Of course. And then not. somebody with the superpowers figures out how to end the plague. So they end the plague. But then there's all these, like, and I think all the people with powers are, like, young people, like, between the ages of, like, 20 and 27, let's say. And so they have these powers, so they're forming this resistance against society, trying to up, create, up in the, the way the world is now, you know what I mean, to try and make it better. It's so, like, they're like progressives, basically, but they have superpowers. Mm. And, of course, the establishment, the governments, are, they're trying to figure out ways to keep them down and kill them and you know, stop him from doing this, you know, divide and conquer, all that good stuff. So you got the 
full force of like all the governments in the world trying to figure out how to stop these 20-somethings with superpowers from, you know, completely changing the world order. Hmm. So it's a really big idea. And so there's a lot of, you know, maneuvering and there's some characters, but there's very little individual characterization or any. I mean, it's just about this kind of big idea and all these people's superpowers, but you really don't know, like, individual characters or what their powers are. You know, it's just... I feel like the closest he got was that Squadron Supreme book he did. Yeah. Like, that was the closest he got to what he was trying to do. But I feel this is a step back from him trying to tell the same story for the last 30 years or I 20 years. This is a very weird mm, Diodato. <laughs> no, the, the, it's yeah. very So the weird thing is, Diodato the Diodato artwork. art isn't the best. Like, Diodato's doing a lot of stuff, and so maybe he's just like... Well, maybe he's just thin. rushing at first. Yeah. I, I like the Berserker book he did with Lemire. That uh -huh. was cool. And I thought the art was really good. But the stuff he's done with AWA, he did this book, which I don't feel like it's up to his standard. And then he's doing some other book with the same company called like Bad Mother or something. And I'm like, hmm. what the hell is this? I don't even know, recognize the writer. Well, these I'm buying a couple I of these AWA books and they're not blowing me away when i looked at honest. the cover it's mike diodato jr and lee lopridge um, but i thought lee lopridge was an inker he's a colorist yeah, he's a colorist. so i started flipping through it and it almost looked like uh this lee lopridge guy like maybe diodato was just doing some like some roughs. loose some roughs in this and maybe that's what it is he's filling it in with colors it just it doesn't look it's like it's not very tight and it's not bad it's no just, it's not it's, bad it's not what you get from like Diodato, like when yeah, but he see, does he's Marvel doing this book too, this Bad covers, Mother, huh. which is this Krista Faust, who I've never heard of. Yeah, so well, I mean, I, I know Diodato wanted to quit um, Marvel and do his own creator own stuff, and so he's he, I think he's just doing a bunch of crap, seeing what sticks. I don't know, man. Yeah, well, I didn't know that Axel Alonso. Yeah, he started the, the company. Started the company. I was like, oh, so that's what a lot Axel Alonso is doing. Because he got fired from Marvel, so he started this company. Right. And I'm reading another book by them. I'll do it real quick. Um, it's called Devil's Highway. I've been buying that. And it's by Benjamin Percy, who I think he's writing Wolverine now, and Brent Schoonover, who's not bad. Right, this that's not... why I bought that book, was Schoonover, or Schoonover. Yeah, 20% left. Oh, cool. Schoonover, and I hadn't seen him do hardly anything for a while so i was like oh okay i'll check this out yeah. and this book's pretty good like it's just kind of like a veronica mars this girl's trying to solve a murder type bring down like yeah. a thing type of thing uh, i'm not into veronica mars so i mean i like it what okay stumptown it's kind of like stumptown i like stumptown okay it's like stumptown this girl so she's older her like dad got killed and so she's trying to find bring his killers to justice and she uncovers this whole uh like conspiracy not conspiracy this whole like cult of these guys who like do drug or girl human trafficking and stuff so i don't know it's interesting it's noir it's kind of like a murder mystery kind of thing so it's not mm. bad it's so far it's kind of intrigued me like i said it's nothing like to write home about but it's decent i watched the seasons three and four of rebels Finish that off. Oh, you finished them? Really? I did Season finish off. Three? That was part of the reason why I didn't read Harley as much either as well. So I finally just decided us. that I watched it all. It's pretty good, but it still has a lot of that whole, you know, you know, it, it's still another week type of stuff. It, you know, yeah, there's a lot of the villain type of week. It's still something that's trying to be, you know, 
for kids, you know, in some respects, you know, and things. They do some things a little bit more adult, especially in the last season. I'll be interested to see what you think of that last episode, though. I have a particular problem with it, but overall, I'm pretty happy with how how it turns out and things, but... Yeah, yeah, we definitely want to chat about it sometime there. We're going pretty slow on it. So. Well, I was for the longest time as well. And then I finally was just like, I, I would think originally I was like about halfway through season three or something. And I'm like, I just need to knock this thing out and keep moving on. Yeah, I felt the Clone Wars was much better. Yeah, in some but ways. You know, though, I don't know. The, the, thing, the thing with Rebels is the fact that they did a really good job of bringing on a bunch of original characters. And building those up, you know, and everything True. else in a lot of we ways. We just watched the episode where Chopper got taken over. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. And and they do. And that other robot. Chopper's sick. Like, oh. Yes. The other robot that sounds like uh, freaking Snape. It always yeah. cracks me up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. It, 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 it's things like that. Those things are pretty good. Bringing our old Darth Maul back is kind yeah. of amusing, you know, in its own way. Sure. Uh, Hondo, almost any one of them. I don't know that I really cared for the character of Hondo much in Clone, Clone Wars, Wars, yeah. But I find him very a good comic relief in a way in Rebels. In, in Rebels. That's interesting. So yeah, I actually enjoy him more in Rebels than I did in Clone Wars. So he's kind of annoying but, in Clone Wars. Uh, the later episodes deal a lot more with the Mandalorians too, which probably is yeah. We, why I like Sabine that too. just left to stay on Mandalore. Okay, yeah. So some of that's pretty good, you know, and things. The last season, though, was only like 15 episodes, so it, it goes pretty pretty, pretty quick fast. in general as well. Cool. But uh, like I say, overall, it's it's pretty good. It, it, I don't know that I really needed to watch it, but I'm kind of liking the fact that I did, especially before Mandalorian Season 2 comes out, and I keep hearing rumors that they're going to have little cameos of different hey. things, you know, and stuff like this. Well, my I just got my notice that my Disney Plus is running out, my free trial in like November. Is it really? I'm like, what the hell? I have wow. to pay for this crap. All right. See, I signed up for like two years to have it like five bucks a month, so it was like hundred twenty dollars for two years. I've been but getting it for free this whole time. You are, yeah, that's good. I I've been getting too. it for free too. <laughs> good job. <laughs> All right, talk about Thor. Sorry, I only got like twenty percent left on this film. Right. Probably fifteen. Now. Where do I know Nick Klein from? Uh, he did uh, that on Superman, Wonder Captain Woman. America. He also did that Drifter book. Drifter book. It was an image book. It was like a Drifter. Space. Drifter. Drifter. Oh. oh, oh yeah. Okay. He's pretty good. He is pretty good. Um, especially when he does all his own coloring and stuff, which I don't know if he did that. I before. don't know. But yeah, he he can bring it when he wants to. Yeah. Um. So this is really good. Like, is it? This story is pretty cool. When did this come out? Recently. Uh, oh, so it's a recent reboot. Last issue, six months. Yeah, first issue okay. dropped like January. And then I think there was this thing called a global pandemic that kind of shut down the publishing yeah. world down. for a couple months. So it so slowed things down. It started first of the year, and there's been seven issues. Wow. In ten months. So they missed like two or three months. Um, okay, so this the story as the story goes, as apparently goes. As Odin go. like died. What? And died. Thor is like king, he's like running Asgard now. 
and uh, I thought I died a long time ago. Well, I think it happened. Well, yeah, this is all is fallout from the War of the Realms because, like, uh, um, okay. Loki is is like running um, whatever the frost giant planet is or realm. Hey, Aaron is. Cooter did this issue. You know him. Yeah, that didn't look like Aaron Cooter. It looked weird. Hmm. Does that look like Aaron Cooter to yeah, you? Yeah, kind of. Does it? Okay. I don't know. It seems odd. So yeah, he had to have a he had to have a fill-in issue, but so so Thor is basically running Asgard. Um, Sif, is that her name? Sif. Sif. Lady Sif. Lady Sif. Yes. Yeah. She's like taken over for Hemdale now. Like she runs the Rainbow Bridge. Rainbow Bridge. I don't know what happened to Hemdale. He died in that movie. Uh, I think they actually killed him. <laughs> he did die in the movie, correct. It was in game. Um, that was yeah, uh, it Idris was, uh, Elvis, wasn't it? Idris Elvis. Idris Elvis? Idris Elvis? Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Um, anyway, so it's kind of a new... We were watching The Office the ones with him. <laughs> With what? With Idris Elba in there. Do you remember the Office episode? Wow. No, I haven't <laughs> seen them. It's like season five. It's where like uh, he comes in and he, he's like comes in the office because they hired him and he's kind of like cramping Michael's style or whatever, kind of trying to take over. Uh -huh. And so Michael quits and like joins, like makes his own paper company. Remember oh, that? I remember that. Idris Elba's the it. one who drove him away. Right? Uh, but he doesn't like. He doesn't like Jim because Jim made a bad impression like the first day and he thinks Jim's like a screw up. <laughs> and so and so Michael starts his company and he's like, and then David Wallace comes in. Is that his name? David Wallace. He comes in to have a meeting about how to deal with Michael's upstart paper company or whatever. And he's like, yeah, have Jim come in here. He's like, ah, no, Jim, I haven't really been, Jim hasn't really been good. He's like, I've been using Dwight as kind of my second. David Wallace is like, really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So he brings Dwight in. They're trying to figure out how to stop Michael's paper company. And Dwight's like, I can get like a thing of bees and like put it in the office. And he's like, <laughs> I just have a look. And he's like, what the? Shut up, man. <laughs> Doesn't he, he like rinse a closet like next door or something? Yeah, it's like downstairs. And he's like, like a stealing closet. their paper. We're not stealing their paper. He's stealing their customers, I think. Oh. But anyway, anyway, Idris Elba is in that. Mm. I sort of kind of remember it. Now. But I didn't, t I totally forgot that he was in that. You've never watched The Wire, have you? Mm -mm. Oh, I haven't either. But oh I know God. Idris Elba's in that. We should do a big Wire like rewatch, like an episode of. But is it? What's it streaming on? Anything? It was on Prime for the longest time. Is it? Because I, I, for the longest time, Prime had all the HBO, like old shows, like old The Wire shows. and Sopranos. And I need to look that up. Stuff it's like probably that. on HBO now. I'm sure it's on HBO. HBO well, that's my problem, and I don't, I don't have, HBO. have HBO. You do. Yeah. I'm lucky. Anyway, I can sorry. Total tangent. Go back to Thor. Um, okay. So, Thor is like kind of running the, the realm. He's like the king. He's the king. And they're going to have this big celebration, and he doesn't want to be, he wants to be the Thor. He doesn't want to be the king. You know what I mean? Like, he's having that struggle. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to fit in that role. Well, all of a sudden, Galactus crashes into freaking Asgard. Like, oh, man, that sounds cool. Beat the shit up. Like, he's beat up dead. Galactus. He's a force of nature. Yeah. Well, it's this null, I guess, like this. And he's been, I, I think he's like the god killer, but null now. Oh, okay. Um... And he's been in the Venom stuff. Like, they're tying him into 
Because um, Tiny Kate's did all that, didn't Right, it? and they're tying this Null. So Null is supposed to be the new big bad for, like, the Marvel Universe. Um, and so there's, so there is a cool part. So, like, they, they pan down, and, uh, they're on Midgard, and the Avengers are, like, beating up that they're having a battle with, like, this big giant, like, I don't know, he looks like a, a giant, like a ogre or a giant ogre or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, they're having, like, Iron Man's there, and I think Captain America, whatever, they're all fighting, having this big battle, and... Thor's hammer just comes flying right through, goes right through the thing's head and lands on the ground. And uh, Tony Stark's standing there and he's like, anybody got a Sharpie? <laughs> and so, so then they go back up to Thor and he's like, he's up on, in Asgard and he's like talking to whoever's around him. He's like, that was a pretty good shot, huh? <laughs> like he threw his hammer from Asgard, like pinpointed and hit this thing and then He's like doing like this and the hammer comes back and he flips it around and Tony Stark had written, I don't remember what he Tony wrote Stark on there, like, hey, nice shot, man, or something. <laughs> Tony Stark was here, like on a Sharpie on his hammer. But anyway, so Galact so then Galactus crashes into Asgard. Here's the back. And he's like almost dead. Well, I know, I just remembered the really cool thing with the hammer, but he's like almost dead. Totally and uh, the hammer down. And then I think um so Galactus is like, yeah, uh, Noel is coming or whatever's coming. So like, there's this big, it's like a world eater. Like it's going to destroy everything. Galactus? Gotcha. No, this, no. this. It's the anti-monitor. It's the anti-monitor. It's oh. coming to destroy everything. It's from Crisis. On I was going to say, is that DC? Comic right. <laughs> yeah. And so... No, I got the reference. Oh, I, I was oh. just thinking, isn't that and the so wrong universe? Thor... Yeah, <laughs> so Thor, like, calls all the Heralds of Galactus. And oh, like Firestorm? Yeah. They get the Arth like, that angel guy? What's his name? Uh, I think so. Anyway, he's like, well, what are we going to do? Nova? Mm, I don't know. Like the fiery Nova, not the Nova. Yeah, I don't think... Fire Lord? The Fire Lord, Nova, um, Terra. Oh, I Terex remember. Though? I didn't recognize a lot of them. Well, that's kind of lame. But then, what is she? So, I don't know, two or three maybe. Uh, we're only on two or three. Yeah, dude, you need to move this and along. So then, and then the, uh, he's only silver, got like ten percent left on his silver surfer. I'm trying. I've these by now. You guys keep interrupting me. Hey, I just that was only my first interruption. Oh my Come God. on. And so then, Silver Surfer shows up, and he's Silver Surfer Black. Is he a herald? Because they had the Silver Surfer Black series that Donnie Cage wrote, also where cool. Silver Surfer turned black. So anyway, Chad Moore should have listened to he Tom tells him he tells show, him so. that uh, that you find out they they kind of retcon um, Galactus's um, origin a little bit. Oh, does John, how does John Byrne feel about that? I don't know, but uh, Silver Surfer tells him that they need Galactus to fight this big bad because he's the only one that fought him. He fought him years ago when he was Galen, when he was the human or whatever. Oh yeah, look at that. So he fought him then and beat him, and now he needs... So Silver Surfer has held back. It sounds so cheesy, but it's so cool. Silver Surfer knew there are five planets that Galactus can eat that he'll be able to beat this big bad guy. And so. Silver Surfer has kept the secret for 60 years in the Marvel Universe or whatever. That's just he, didn't want, he didn't want Galactus to know. Were they so inhabited? Galactus, so Thor's like, all right, he's like, I'll go with you 
He's like, but I'm only going with you because I'm going to make sure that all the people, all the creatures, people, whatever, that inhabit these worlds, like, you're not going to eat this world until we get rid of the people because you're not going to kill all these people off these five worlds. So Galactus basically turns Thor into a herald of Galactus and gives him, like, cosmic power. So Thor hmm. is Galactus's herald. And they're going to these planets, and they, and then he Sith conjures up like a rainbow bridge, dude. Which one was that? Because like number five is like really hot right now. It's worth it's like millions four. of dollars. And is that I, the last issue? Nicely. Oh, what? Is that the last? Is this is a this no, is this ongoing. is one through seven. Yeah, this is oh, ongoing. This five. is a new relaunch reboot of. But uh, maybe it's in the first issue then. Did you get through the first issue? No. They're probably in the first issue. But anyway, so they have to go and get these five planets so that Galactus can fight the big black bad whatever mass thing. So so then you go around and Thor is taking Galactus from planet to planet. And they get to the last planet and Galactus just fucking eats it. And Thor's like... Dude, dude, what are you doing? We had a plan. And Galactus is like, dude, we got the other four. He's like, I just needed you to take me to the fifth one. I don't care about all these people on that planet. And he freaking eats it. It kills everybody on the planet. And then uh, I think he starts to have his confrontation. But um, there's some pretty good Galactus. That's a cool story, right? Like, it starts out really cool. Like, you know, Galactus crashing into Asgard. And sure. the art's really cool. I mean, it's it's pretty neat. I'm enjoying it. But uh, that's the new Donny Cates run on Thor. And I've been enjoying his stuff on Venom. Like, it hasn't been blowing stuff out of the water or whatever. But it's a cool run, you know, on Venom. But this is cool. I mean, I'll, I'll stick around for it for a while. Cool. Rather than dumping it right after Aaron left, but nice. it's cool. Yeah, I guess Donny Cates is a hot new thing. I guess they said he his, is. his new crossover book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bleeding Cool was reporting that it's it's the highest selling image book since Danger Girl. Wow! It said it sold like one hundred fifty thousand copies. And what's this called? Copies for an image the book. highest image book since Danger. Girl. When did Saga Saga didn't take off right away, did it? No, it was more of a slow kind of rise, and I think it did a lot in trades. Yeah. Well, it went through. But I think several. The, I think printies. the single issues were doing like fifty, sixty k. But I mean, well, I, I think they. Went, I don't think the first issue did that many. I'm sure it did. I went a lot. I think they went through numerous. Print, I'm sure like they did several, two, three, four, yeah, maybe five correct. printings of yeah, Saga. Probably. But anyway, so that's what the. Wow. That's what the. That's says. more than Batman. Probably. But not Death Metal. No. Probably not. That was pretty pretty. That popular. would be crazy because if, if like Death Metal wasn't going, that could be like the number one selling book. It's true. For that month. Could be. Yeah. At hundred and fifty thousand copies. I bet uh, that's what I'm thinking. Anyway. So anyway. There you go. I'm glad I got my copy. Well, you did too. Well, I don't have it, but I, I pre-ordered it. I don't have it in my hands, but I did order it. Cool. It's got a lot of hype. We'll see if it's Who's the artist on that? Jeff Shaw. Who's oh, yeah. Partner in Crime. Right. From that book you both just recently read. God Country. Country. God Country, yep. I like Jeff Shaw. He's good. I really like the Thanos run they did. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's really been doing a lot of the. Um, they didn't, didn't they did Guardians of the Galaxy, stuff, though, didn't they? I think so. Like Kate's Cosmic Ghost Rider just showed Yes, Cos yeah, Cosmic Ghost Rider's in it. He's one of the heralds. Of course he is. Oh, of course he is. He, he's one. I remember him now. He's in it. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that fun note, I think we should wrap it up. Anybody got anything else? Uh, no. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. We'll uh, be back in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.